0: Hey yo, say hello to the background, Scott Hall Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA Oh, it's real, it's damn real Hi, uh, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion And you're listening to SNS Radio Network
1: Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP the king
2: of that of being the master of the diamond
1: cutter, the three times, three times, three times world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel. Hey, hey you listen on the SNS network, and that's the bottom
3: line. The,
0: the world is listening. To the whole indie show. Your dedicated home for all things indie in the world of professional wrestling sports, and sports entertainment.
2: What I say, I mean
1: what I mean, I say, and they become anthems. I told you, if you let me out of my cage, I'm going to pile a body from the sky. They just gave me a
4: live mic on pay per view. So, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to get a few things off my chest. My name is Kevin Sneed, and fuck Ring of Honor! Fuck you, you're wrong!
0: Fuck you, we're right! Because you have all made it to the dance! Because believe me, this is the dance! With your hosts, Ashley is my name.
4: (laughs) You ripped out my heart. You took everything I believed in, and you flushed it down the damn toilet. You flushed my heart. You flushed my
1: soul,
0: and now it sickens me to sit back and see other people making the same mistake. And the city savior, Randy McWilliams.
1: There are so many amendments in the Constitution of the United States of America what up please fierce 1, 2, 3, four. Uh, One,
5: two, three four. Ole, ole. Oh, sorry I thought it was in New Jersey anyway Welcome to this week's episode of The Whole Indie Show with uh, Fandango Ashley and joined by my co-host, soon-to-be Hall of Famer, even though he wasn't in the crowd that night, Sandra. <laughs> Sandra, how you doing?
6: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I actually wanted to sing uh, Fandango's uh, theme, but I, I kind of did that on WNL, so it's can't point this right now.
5: This is indie. We're all about El Generico happening twice.
6: Yeah, but at the same time, you know, his angle theme is going crazy all over the IWC. I just can't help it.
5: Well, in El Generico news, apparently Kevin Steen was uh, talking to Sin Cara because both were... Well, Steen was actually on $5 Wrestling, shock horror, <laughs> as well as Cliff Compton, a.k.a. Okay, Domino and all that, from Ring of Honor. And I think Sin Cara was backstage watching it, having a joke, because obviously he wasn't part of WrestleMania properly. And apparently Steen had some words with uh, Sin Cara, and they chatted. And Sin Cara did confirm to him... The El Generico is in Mexico. <laughs> looking after the orphans. He is. And at the minute, the peso isn't crashing. Just yet. Yeah, yet. Yeah. yeah. But we'll see. And, um. Yeah, that was. When I saw that and it's Kevin Steen $5 wrestling, I thought, wow. Now I'm intrigued to see Steam versus Freight Drain. Oh man. For, for some bizarre reason. Mainly because Cabana and Marty are so good on commentary. Basically undermining the wrestlers.
3: Mm.
5: I think, was it I I don't know if it was a clip that I managed, to, I think it was a clip that I managed to find searching for like some of the $5 wrestling stuff. And it was from there, straight out of Compton pay per view that they did a couple of months back. Of course, for $5. But, um... Somebody that was, I guess, like some sort of Jake the Snake impersonator, DDT'd 15 people. What? And they were all in the ring. And at the end, Marty and Cabana got up from the commentary table and they were like, Two, four, six. yeah, 15... He DDT'd 15 people. 14 men and one woman right at the end. He doesn't discriminate. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's just... So, yeah, Steam was on it, as well as Domino, but... To be quite honest, I don't know why he's in Ring of Honor, yet alone $5 wrestling. That's my opinion. Um, And then, the other one... Which I guess is a side note that we'll bring just here before we get to anything else. Kaiju Big Battle. Um, It seemed to be some sort of like Jerry Springer thing, because apparently there was a couch. Uh, Kung Fu Chicken Noodle has lost the Tentacle Kid thing to the Iron Brothers. Because apparently, in true Jeremy Kyle slash Jerry Springer slash Ricky Lake slash God Knows What... The uh, one of the brothers actually claimed wanted a paternity test to see who the father of the tentacle kid was.
6: <laughs> wow, that sounded like something out of more or something
5: <laughs> but and in the main event, American Beetle had to fight every single one of dr cube's minions and Dr Cube, but still managed to win. Mm. Along with various other things, Dusto Bunny was there and the Hell Monkey or whatever he's called came back. If you want to find out the results, good luck, because I haven't found them in the past week of searching for them. Mainly because, um well, $5 Wrestling wasn't on stream. But I'm so intrigued to see that now, because if Kevin Steen actually appears on the thing, which I guess he could, because the Ring of Honor people aren't under contracts to not appear on anything else are they? Certainly not $5 wrestling because if Colt Cabana's on there well, I don't know but uh yeah well, the thing we might as well bring up now which even affects Wrestlemania even though that isn't indie is basically pretty much every single show had some sort of screw up this weekend yep we'll get to the major one first um and this is kind of shocking on the i guess bad accountability from the uh
6: the the what was the venue again uh at the uh, Meadowlands expo, expo center
5: yeah Meadowlands expo center there we go yeah most people were going, "Oh my god w w n the i pay per views are absolutely atrocious well, there is a reason for that uh, apparently the prom- the um, promotion which i 'm guessing that'd be w w n live wouldn 't it yeah they paid the venue two thousand two hundred dollars to put in the internet feed that was needed for all the streaming capabilities and because i 'm guessing it was done on various different um Extreme levels. So if people couldn't see on a high quality. They would go to a medium quality or low quality. Mm-hmm. The day before. The venue staff were nowhere to be found. When WWN Live turned up. To set up and test the feed. Then on the day of the first eye pay per view. So that was Friday. They had all sorts of issues with the feed. And no one from the venue arrived. Until 90 minutes before the Evolve event was set to go on the air live. Then the venue finally got everything right and the company was told that there was an IP block. Then that required additional people being called and an additional wait. And the blame was completely on the building and the company was... Be- uh, yeah, the blame was completely on the building and WWN Live was beyond angry feeling that the wait actually hurt the live crowd as they were left sitting with nothing to do. To make it up to the online audience, they upgraded all the live streams to include video on demand replays and anybody who who ordered the replay and weren't able to see it live would be able to get a previous Dragon Gate or Revolve event that had been on iPay-Per-View and was on Archive for free which is a, a good move and Gabe Sapolsky was actually doing customer service via Twitter which meant he missed out on all the planning for the Evolve event but everyone was extremely angry they even had to skip intermission and possible merch sales just to catch up it, was, it all had to be done in one block because of the internet problems and going along and We'll talk about all these. The, the The Ring of Honor show I'm going to review, cause I did manage to see it live on the Friday, but well, I did see a couple of the other shows, but it, the the PWS one I don't think is worth mentioning hugely, considering quite a lot of the net people I don't even know, cause they're PWS students. But yeah, just going through it. PWS night one started in darkness because apparently they don't realise that the lighting that they've got of two candles isn't as good as actually turning on the lights for the actual centre that they were at. It was clearly a gym because they had like trampolines and stuff. (laughs) Um, Evolve we've already talked about because it's WWN Live. Um, CZW I think had a few issues. Uh, with various things the Kaiju one you could barely apparently hear loud and noxious speaking because it was that loud the Ring of Honor one had an issue right at a very important moment which was a bit awkward then Saturday Shimmer started late but the feed was the the feed was okay but the show actually started late uh, Shikara wasn't streamed, but I think that actually was one of the only ones that probably started on time. A uh, Dragon Gate ran late, both Saturday and Sunday, and, uh, the $5 wrestling one, I think might have been slightly affected, but not that much, considering, one, it wasn't being broadcast live and, uh... Two, it's 5 dollar wrestling there was quite a few people there that stuck around from the um uh the dragon gate one a few hours before those people that couldn't make it to the uh hall of fame down uh, over at madison square garden but yeah so pretty much every show got shafted and of course wrestlemania various things about cable providers and the WWE online stream and god knows what and I I heard some rumors as well that TNA didn't draw as many people as the combined crowds for the Friday shows for all the events which I mean there you go it's it's. I guess it's the law of the jungle, or whatever you want to call it. I don't. Lord That's completely nonsensical. But anyway. Um. So, that's kind of the minor stuff of everything that happened. A few other bits before we get to results. Uh, the AIWs had a few announcements over the uh, next or last few days. They've had the announcement that there's going to be a pick your poison match, or set of matches, should I say, as BJ Whitmer and Chris Dickinson all choose each other's opponents. Uh, the JT Lightning, JT Lightning, sorry, uh, Invitational Tournament has got three more people: uh, Ricky Shane Page, Ethan Page, and Lewis Linden, added to that. Uh, Shikara's Tag Team, well, Tag World Grand Prix. Two, an eight, two teams added to that. First being Darren Corbin and Eric Cannon. And the second being Lost Ice Creams. Or Hail Lost Ice Creams. I think. Or something. Hey. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that news kind of ties into New Japan. So, considering it's kind of, It's kind of the odd one out, given that it didn't happen in New York, New Jersey. We'll actually cover the New Japan results first. So, have you got them, Sandro?
6: A bit unexpected, but uh, yes, I have the results right here. We'll go over them quick. Uh, The first match was for the IWGP Junior Tag Team titles as... The current champions, uh, Kushida and Alex Shelley successfully retained against Apollo Gogo of uh, Prince Devitt and Musuke Taguchi uh-huh. with something interesting happening during that match as Prince Devitt turned heel. Yes, people, Prince Devitt is now officially heel. Uh, he turned on his partner Taguchi during the match, which uh, led to the current champion, Time Splitters to retain the belt. So that's a. Uh- that's the way he oh, goes from here. So I'm looking forward huh. to where Prince Devitt goes. Uh, next match was an eight-man tag as the babyface team of Hiroshi Tenzan, Manabu Nakanishi, Super Strong Machine, and Aki Bono defeated the Chaos team of Takashi Izuka, Tomohiro Ishi, Yoshihashi, and Bob Sapp.
5: Wow. <laughs> I'm just looking at the report here. Apparently Takashi... Decided to spray paint the commentator with gold paint. Uh
6: yeah. Um, he has a feud going on with uh, the, one of the commentators, the main commentators of New Japan, which has been going on for several months, and they're still going on with that angle. I don't know whether that... Apparently,
5: he wanted him to look like gold dust or something. I don't, I don't know. know.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, the next match was for the CMLL tag team titles as. The champions retained as El Terrible and Tamatanga defeated the team of La Mascara and Valiente. Uh, next match was a special tag team match as Mas- Masato Tanaka and Yujiro Takahashi defeated the team of Toge Makabe and Tomoaki Honma. Uh, the next match was uh, Minoru Suzuki defeating Toru Yano. Next match was a tag match as uh Yuji Nagata and Hiroki Goto defeated Laughter 7 of Kazu- uh, Kazushi Sakuraba and Katsuyori Shibata. Now, this match ended uh short. Now the reason this happened apparently during the match um something bad happened. Uh apparently after a a messy suplex uh Sakuraba's arm got really messed up and it was completely dislocated. And this caused the match to stop. Uh the ref saw it and uh Sakuraba was uh, in pain and the ref decided to just stop the match because there was no way that Sakuraba could continue. So uh, a bad way to end the match
5: and Yeah. I'm just looking at the write-up for it. <laughs> It's kind of... This is, uh, P.W. Ponderings. It's kind of says everything without having to need the picture of it. I'm no doctor, but there were bones sticking out where there shouldn't have been bones sticking out.
6: I've seen the picture and, um... It is dislocated, but it's not like it's, like, sticking out of his flesh or anything. You can still see the bones. His bone. first
5: instinct was to try and pop his arm back into place, making him a crazy man.
6: <laughs> yeah, he tried to do that, and, um... Actually, a funny thing. I actually, uh, it was actually during the old uh, Toriyama days where, um, I believe it was Kanes had a match with uh, Masato Yoshino, who was then known as Yoshino. Uh, there was a point where uh, Kanes had his arm completely dislocated, and like five seconds later, he he popped his arm back in its socket and continued the match, right there on live television. So uh, apparently, Sakuraba tried to do that, try to do that put his arm back in his socket, but uh, just couldn't, and uh, hopefully he gets better. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay. Next match was um, a... Uh, it was actually for the NWA world title. God. As uh, Ron Conway successfully retained, defeating Toshiko Jima. And uh funny thing that I forgot to mention last week, uh, before this pay-per-view, they had a, a TV tape in New Japan. And Ron Conway wasn't alone. He brought in uh, somebody from uh, the NWA. I don't know the guy's name, but uh, he looks like your. Oh, uh, his name is Jax Dane. Uh, he came alongside with uh, Ron Conway, and as well as the supposed NWA president. I don't know his name as well, but uh, both. Oh. oh. uh, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. I vaguely
5: remember seeing it from the clip, the video clip when he won it. Bruce, somebody. Yeah,
6: Bruce Starp. I I got it right here. They were alongside with Ron Conway, and um, they're continuing with the storyline. Let's see where where this goes. The next match was for the I.W.G.P. Intercontinental Title as Shinsuke Nakamura successfully retained against Davy Boy Smith Jr. in his seventh defense uh, I'm very looking forward to seeing this match I haven't seen the show hopefully I'll see it by next week uh, there's some news coming out of this pay-per-view will I get I'll get it into in a second but let's go over to the main event it was for the IWGP World Heavyweight title as Kazuchika Okada once again becomes IWGP World Champion defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi yeah. And after the pay-per-view, some uh, major news came out of this. Uh, already, uh, their next uh, pay-per-view is set for their Don Taku show, which I'm assuming will be an IP-per-view as well, will take, place, will take place on Friday, May 3rd. Now, a few matches have already been announced. With the main event headlining the show... Uh, It will be Kazuchika Okada defending his title against Minoru Suzuki as the storyline between Chaos and Suzuki Gun continues here. Uh, Just a few matches that I I should mention. Um, Nakamura is going to defend this title against an unknown opponent at this time. Now, this unknown opponent is somebody representing Suzuki Gun. Now, the interesting thing is uh, Takamishinoku, who you might remember from WWF, has said a statement that his Nakamura's opponent is going to be somebody that is from the States. Now, there's been some rumblings going around that it could be a former WWE talent. So, it should be interesting to see who that may be. I'm just...
5: Could it be MVP?
6: Well, uh, I
5: don't know. MVP in all Japan?
6: No, he's not in Japan. Okay. Uh, it could be some other form of talent. Uh, maybe some Mick Carter, but who knows?
5: Shelton? <laughs>
6: uh, maybe, but I doubt it. <laughs> um, interesting thing that the uh, the current tag team champions, the IWGP tag team champions, Killer Elite Squad, uh, Davey Smith Jr., Lance Archer are apparently going to defend those belts in the state at a NWA show in Houston, Texas. Now, uh, they're going to defend... Yeah, they're going to defend their belts against the current uh, NWA uh, World Tag Team champions of Scott Summers and Ryan Genesis. Now, the winner of that match... Will go to the Dontaku pay per view show. They'll defend the IWGP tag team titles in a four way t- uh, tag match. So, this NWA storyline is continuing here, and it's going to be interesting to see who else they'll, I guess, bring to Japan.
5: Yeah. I don't know, I'm looking at some of the other the other matches as well. D- interesting one possibly. It's listed as match 0, which is a bit confusing, but it looks like it's, it's, there's going to be a New Japan versus CMLL.
6: Uh that's thing just, as well. Uh, yeah, it's just a dark match. Uh is a chance that that could make it on the uh, live feed, but uh well, depends on if it's still going on they'll probably show maybe like the last few minutes of the match
5: cuz with the guys that are there it doesn't look too bad
6: yeah they're sending one talent from cmll it's uh, maximo who's more who's mostly known for like the comedy wrestler so as long as he isn't lucha. no <laughs> but he's very over with the fans in japan
5: okay so that's that's new Japan kind of covered and so now we I guess we're gonna break into I can't think is there any other news that we've
6: got to cover? Well, I think we should bring this up um next Saturday on the twentieth uh, uh this um upstate New York independent promotion uh two c w uh, they're going to have a free i pay per view uh, It's free pay uh, Yes. Which, yes. <laughs> it is titled Living on the Edge 8. Now, the reason we're bringing this up is because there's some interesting talent on this show. Uh, The main event on that show will be the former John Morrison taking on Kevin Steen for the 2CW world title, which Kevin Steen is the current champion. Uh, also, some of the other matches going on will be uh, Matt Hardy taking on Sammy Callahan. Uh, Spike Dugley is apparently going to take on Masada in a no-holds-barred match. Wow. Uh, Coco Cabana, Cabana is also going to be on the show. Uh, apparently, Tyree Funk is also going to be on the show as well. So uh, definitely something to check out. Um, for more information, just go to 2 com. As soon as we get the information as far as the live feed link, we'll post it on our Facebook page. We'll let you know uh, before the show happens, on next week's show.
5: Yeah, keep an eye on the Facebook page, and I think we'll probably put it on the SNS page as well. But I guess we'll mention it here. We'll do the card next week, and if it does get up Friday, obviously... The info will be out before the show's on, but yeah, in case people don't listen to us until Saturday or Sunday after the weekend, we're telling you now, keep an eye on TWIS's Facebook page and the SNS Facebook page for details about it, because some of the matches on there, in fact quite a lot if not all, look very intriguing and considering it's for free and you don't have to pay for anything treat it like any other show that you probably normally watch on the internet (laughs) hint hint nudge nudge wink wink say no more anyway (laughs) PWS the supercard shows from Thursday and Friday which had some audio and visual problems well certainly the first night had audio problems as well as the lights being turned on through the first match. And the second one, I think, started half an hour late or something. They actually had a pre show. I guess they were trying to preempt WrestleMania. I don't know. But ironically, for both nights, the guy that was in the match, the opening match where the lights were turned on was Sun J Dutt. <laughs> so I guess technically, Sanjay Dutt's new nickname is Let There Be Light" or something. I don't know. But uh night one, we started off with Sanjay Dutt oh, actually losing to Trent Beretta, beretta winning with uh, his reverse styles clash. The PWS tag team titles on the line in match two. The fat pack defended against uh, Black Hollywood Southside Players Club with Shelley Martinez and Bro Neal. Hell oh, yes. Woo. And destruction and seduction, which saw <coughs> saw Black Hollywood actually become the new champs. Although it is interesting to, it is worth noting that uh, Shelly Martinez did get speared. God damn you, wrestlers! Oh. Uh, Kevin Steen versus Dan Math. Dan Math won. Uh, Note here, Kevin Steen threw up near the commentary table afterwards. Yeah. wow Simon Dean was challenging everybody apparently he challenged Stevie Richards for the Extreme Rules title and then turns out Simon Dean is going to wrestle the drunken swashbuckler who is not Jack Sparrow nor Paul Birchill. difference was Paul Birchill can wrestle this drunken swashbuckler couldn't Simon Dean couldn't Simon Dean actually wrestled with the tracksuit on for the entire match. I think to try and hide the fact that he's fat. I haven't seen him. Because he is bulked up a bit way, way more than he ever was in WWE.
6: Well, I haven't seen him, so I can't really say.
5: Basically, Dean won by cheating, by getting the tights. Then the hurricane came out to, to tell the hurricane came out to tell the ref that there was a cheat, and then the drunken swashbuckler did a quick roll up for a win. Uh, I've seen Maria Menounos wrestle better than oh, yeah. these
6: two. Yeah, apparently the match was really bad.
5: Oh yeah, it was bad. Next up, uh, the PWS tri State Title: Alex Reynolds versus Starman. And god damn it, I knew my hunch was right at the first thing. Despite what I saw the previous night. Um Alex Reynolds' brother actually distracted him and uh pin- pinned him pretty much with a quick roll up after about thirty seconds. The Commissioner Vader came out to hit the start of his Vader music and then Vince Russo's theme from S and S. The uh, Imperial March and all that. Vader therefore restarted the match and went on for a bit, but actually Starman got a brain buster, and Starman is your new two-time PWS Tri-State title champion. Which completely swerved me. But the amazing thing is, (laughs) out of everything that happened over the course of the two nights... The first night Starman pop was the loudest of all of them. It's like it's the, the pro wrestling NES music here and everyone was like "Yes!" <laughs> it was it was it was on a par but not as good as the Raw crowd this past week. It um, was <laughs> close. Next up the uh, all out war hardcore scramble with Apollyon Devin Moore Lucifer Darkseid... Necro Butcher... New Jack... Tommy Dreamer... And I guess because the Sheik was busy... Matt Ramon... Uh, everyone started fighting... But New Jack wasn't there... Cue New Jack's music... They then met, they then faded out the music... They're prat. Uh, Apparently New Jack had some Wolverine claws... Force Count Anywhere randomly got added to the match... Then New Jack kind of jumped off a hard cam scaffolding set for no reason at all, because he was nowhere near a table. There was one crazy bit where Lucifer Darkseid, who... Okay, I guess the closest I could imagine, Mark Henry, but like the size of, I don't know, uh, Akibono. Uh, so he's fat. He was doing super kicks. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just as good as HBK, and it was like, how can somebody like his shape do something like that? And then Apollyon started jump. No, actually, Lucifer did a moonsault off the top of the ropes yeah. <laughs> as well. Welcome to all-out craziness. Lucifer Darkseid is your most hardcore wrestler of the first night.
6: Oh, well, he, he's not the first big man to do a Moonsault. I mean, it's been done No,
5: three. but I think he's the first one to do a Superkick kick and a Moonsault. I guess so. It's also worth noting, in the intermission, they had commercials for Ring of Honor's iPay Per View, which was running at exactly the same time as PWS's second show. Uh, okay. I don't know. Way to promote your competition there, PWS. Anyway. Oh,
6: by the way, who did win the match?
5: Uh, Necro Butcher. There you go. He made uh, Apollyon tap out by choking him with a chair. Okay. He got the, the top bit of like the p- p- classic steel chair or whatever and used that to basically choke the living hair out of Apollyon. And then New Jack just cut a promo on him saying, You ain't beat me because I ain't faced you. So we're we gonna do this. Or stuff like that i don't want to, I don't wanna say any Because somebody will say i'm racist <laughs> mm-hmm. uh yeah the thirty man battle rum the thirty man battle rumble world rumble thing uh fifteen students came fifteen students started in the ring, so basically there was no number three coming out it was no it started from number sixteen they just got lazy uh quite a few people came out. ...apparently Human Tornado came out... Uh, ...Façade came out... ...I'm trying to think some of the other people... ...can't think of... ...the three big ones that were at the end... ...were the Big O... ...the Hurricane... ...and Bonesaw... Uh, ...Hurricane managed to eliminate Big O... ...and then Bonesaw eliminated Hurricane... ...while they were both on the apron... ...very much exactly the same as Royal Rumble 2012... With Jericho and Sheamus. But that means that Bonesaw gets a PWS heavyweight title shot at any time. Mm. Which, you know, hopefully that's like how Trey was saying on WNL or or one of the guys on WNL when like at three in the morning Bonesaw can just go to the guy's house with a referee and just randomly pin him. You know, Crash Holly 24-7 style. Next up, <coughs> Jomo versus Elijah Burke, which was, I've actually managed to c- catch that one. It was a good match between the two. Morrison won with Starship Pain, but there was some, it was a good match between the two. Next up, the Briscoes versus the Rock and Roll Express.
6: Did you guys see this match.
5: When you find, yeah. Oh, my God. It was, it was not bad, but I just really do not understand how the Rock and Roll Express were put over at all.
6: Was How did the crowd react to the Rock and Roll Express?
5: There was kind of a silence, and then it was, hang on, it's the Rock and Roll Express, let's just clap. <laughs> wow. Well, I think they were like, the Briscoes lost? This isn't a good sign for tomorrow.
6: Well, how how did they react after the Rock and Roll Express won?
5: The the crowd were you know they were appreciative of them being there, but I think I think they knew that they weren't the better wrestlers. Mm-hmm. They knew the Briscoe brothers were more informed. The Rock and Roll Express just have the uh, his, history.
6: Now, during the match, was there any like? Uh I guess was there any like slow pay- pacing between like the Briscoes and the, the Express?
5: Considering it was over in about five minutes. Oh wow! Really? It was a sh- <laughs> it was a shortish match. Well, I guess that's good. <laughs> it was a shortish match, from what I remember. It wasn't very long. Uh, next up was the PWS World Title match with Kevin Matthews defending against Colt Cabana. Apparently, there was a Super Dragon Chan during this match. But, uh. Matthews hit his finisher twice on Cabana to get the win. Which. Um, there was quite a lot of Cabana fun at the start. But it went serious towards the end. So, kind of like a match with Quackenbush. Except less technical, probably. Gotcha. Then they did a raffle for, apparently, for autographed kendo sticks and chairs from some of the wrestlers, and they took a shot at Extreme Rising, <laughs> apparently. And somebody won the kendo stick because they had a raffle ticket, and then the fan got in the ring and cut a promo. Nope. I couldn't work out what the guy was saying because, apparently, he was speaking in... um. I don't know what he was speaking in. What you you? I don't... Um, given the time of night, he could have been. I don't know. I don't know. How
6: <laughs> it. Maybe he must have been high on something. I don't know.
5: But the main event was uh, the Triple Threat International Dream Match with <clears throat> Jushin van der Liga, Tony Neese and Davey Richards. Which was actually easily... Match of the
3: night.
5: Really? Very, very good showing from all three guys. They actually, one of the finishes that happened, <laughs> one of the things that happened in Ring of Honor with Davey Richards' tag match happened in the Liga and Richards match the night before on PWS.
6: Well, you better explain what it was.
5: Um, Richards put his, what's his finisher? Uh, look- his submission. Oh, uh, um, I believe... Texas Cloverleaf? Yeah. He put the Texas Cloverleaf on. Mm. Oh, I can't remember if it was Liger or Nice, but on the other, he put an anchor lock. Oh, wow. So he he was making both guys trying to submit. But... Uh, nice was basically laid out at the end... And Liger managed to face Palm Richards and hit a brain buster and Yeah. This was a good showing from Liger. First of many. Oh yeah. Hence for you probably gonna hear his music in one of these music bits for the for the uh for the, I think the first or second segment, I'm not sure. The music that um go yeah. I'm going to mix it up a bit, yeah. So then night two, which I saw a bit of, but I was kind of uh, distracted by Ring of Honor, which we'll get to later. First match had Lance Anawai taking on uh, Sanjay Dutt, with Lance, um, Lance winning with a rock bottom.
6: Now, did you see this match?
5: I saw bits of it, because at the same time, by this time, Ring of Honor was going.
6: Well, give me a... Describe this, Lance. I know uh, how he look like.
5: Um... I guess Rikishi meets The Rock. So he has... Kind a- of Uso-ish. Okay. Because his granddad is one of the world Samoans, so I'm guessing... Okay. He's, he, he, he's related to Afro All Seeker. mm next match well next saw AC Gamble who's one of the PWS students come out and uh, he wanted to do an open challenge to anybody in the back cue Commissioner Vader's music and he um beat the crap out of him you see Gamble should just have had a picture of Harley Race taped to his t-shirt or something then Vader would have run I don't know (laughs) But he gave him a Vader bomb and pinned him not once but twice Apparently. Then we had Volkov and Sheik come out.
3: Oh
6: boy.
5: This I this I did say. Oh my god. Sheik was on the mic and saying, Oh, we won the tag titles at the Rasomania. Uh then Volkov wants Sheik to enter the ring with him because he's gonna sing the Russian anthem, and Sheik goes, Oh no, I cannot, cause, uh, I injured my knee pretty bad. Volkov basically then went, no, you come in the ring, and she, no, no, forgive me. And he actually went to, like, the camera, at the ringside, and showed you, it. he was basically dislocating his knee from his socket. Oh. It was kind of, look, you put, you put your knee joint in, your knee joint out, <laughs> in, out, in, out, you shake it all about. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like that. So Volkov was singing the Russian national anthem in the ring. Then this random muscle guy coming in, started beating the crap out of Volkov and choking him out. <clears throat> and the guy, apparently the guy beating up Volkov is the nephew of Iron Sheik. Sheik gets on the mic and calls him, "You fucking son of a bitch!" <laughs> and after twenty after twenty nine years of us being a tag team. We are done. Nikolai Volkov, you're a, a cheap Jew, son of a bitch. <laughs> ya Allah, ya Vizla. Good night, everybody.
1: Oh, and he went out. Okay. Wow.
5: So, yes. Those of you wondering, Sheik in real life is exactly like his Twitter account.
6: I I heard something over the weekend that uh, apparently Sheik, INC uh, was talking about uh, I guess his nephew I guess and I guess he was yeah he was, this
5: must be the Cheek, Sheik Jr whatever we call him
6: uh, yeah I've heard from uh, various places that uh, Sheik was bragging about him uh, throughout uh, the the whole weekend
5: <coughs> well I'm worried because I've heard the previous interview where Sheik said that he's the man with the 10 inch cock oh my god now I'm worried about what Sheik Jr god help us next up was Chris Chetty and Nova versus Hurricane Starman and actually Chetty and Nova went over I'm a poet and I don't even know it. Um, Nova actually hit the Novocaine DDT on Starman for the win mm. and Chetty said thanks to his family who were actually in the crowd because I think it was his first match in quite a few years.
6: No, but I'm, I'm hearing reports that supposedly uh, Chetty wasn't in, in ring shape either.
5: Neither of Chetty or Nova were. Mm. They didn't do too bad. They could still... Let's just say they did a lot better than Dean and the Drunken Swashbuckler.
6: Well, I guess that's a good thing. you know. It, it, it's good that they could still put on a good show even if they're not in good shape. So, I mean, kudos to them.
5: Next up saw Pat Buck versus Tommy Dreamer which Tommy Dreamer suddenly decided to make it a hardcore match. Okay. Uh, finish came with Tommy trying to hit Buck with a kendo stick but Buck ducked and did a rotating kick to the head followed by a top rope leg drop for the win. Oh shit. Pat Buck is Fandango. Do. Do. No. He <laughs> <laughs> only get two notes that is all. <laughs> It wasn't too bad a match, mainly because Tommy Dreamer put the youngsters over. All hail Tommy Dreamer actually pushing young talent. <laughs> so, next up was a suicidal six way with Bonesaw, Micah Taylor, Cassidy Riley, Devon Moore, and the Drunken Swashbuckler. Yes, it was a suicidal six way, and there were five people in it.
6: <laughs> Apparently, someone doesn't know how to count. <laughs>
5: Oh wow, but anyway, uh Bonesaw managed to get a top rope top rope elbow for the win over eventually.
6: Yeah, and apparently this was a, a fun uh X Division style match, so you know that's a good yeah. thing.
5: Next came Tom Pritchard. Oh Doctor Tom Pritchard and introduced PWS's new Heavenly Bodies, version 59.0, oh, right. I guess who apparently is Gigolo Justin and Desirable Dustin. Then the Big O came out to basically answer the challenge with the Rock and Roll Express. So Tom Pritchard said, "Okay, if it's a six-man tag, the match will happen and we'll get it underway as long as you put up the Texas heavyweight title that apparently Big O won from him a few months back. This was a pretty quick match from what I remember and basically uh, the referee was distracted and basically Big O had the pin on Dr. Tom and one of the bodies hit him with the 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 Texas belt knocking him out for Dr. Tom to get the win. So Dr. Tom Pritchard is the Texas heavyweight champion of the world. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> to me that still makes him more important than Rob Conway but anyway wow <laughs> <laughs> PWS world title was up next before the intermission which was interesting Kevin Matthews versus Tony Neese nice. before the thing even started Neese nice said I don't know why the fuck I'm here tonight and took off his jacket and he's got an impact wrestling shirt underneath wow Saying you should be watching me on pay per view, not paying ten dollars for this crappy thing. Q Kevin Matthews coming out, who's supposed to be heel, but got cheered. And basically, Matthews went. I think we've all we think we've all got one thing to say here, and that's fuck TNA. And um yeah, Matthews one with a power bomb into a backbreaker. It was a good match from what, I've, uh, from what I've heard. I think one of my other friends watched it because they were stupid enough to watch that instead of Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah.
6: You know what, I'm kind of surprised Tony Nisi is even bringing up TNA, despite uh, his last, um, I guess, interactions with the company especially. It's kind of funny because he left TNA to do a, a PWS show, which I believe he was supposed to take on The Great Muda which resulted in Tony Nese um, quitting TNA at that time. So now he's, you know, promoting uh, this pay-per-view, apparently they was a part of, and I, I just think it's funny.
5: Hey, he probably wants to be in Gut Check. Probably. <laughs> Take, taking on this little-known wrestler called um, Jushin Yeah, uh, Who's ever heard of him? Yeah, That's what's going to happen next month. It's going to be Jushin Funda Liger (sighs) versus Takamishinoku. Then it will get even worse. It will be Bruno Sammartino versus Bob Backlund. Who's heard of that? The, The intermission happened and apparently the Southside Players Club were making fun of Bret Hart. And Black Hollywood came out to clear the ring of the guys. The intriguing thing is Bret Hart I don't think was even there. MVP was in the crowd just watching.
6: Well, wasn't Brett like, uh, wasn't he like on the posters for the show? Yeah.
5: I've got a feeling WWE went, whoop. nope. I oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> Which is fair. <laughs> um, we had John Silver versus Craig Steele. Apparently, Craig Steele had Shelly Martinez and Amber O'Neill with him. Woo! All hail, Craig Steele. Steel actually got the win with a top-rope headbutt. But, um yeah, I was... The, the bits I did see of this... Ironically, this was at the same time as the match that involved female people in Ring of Honor. So I was being distracted by a lot of boobs. <laughs> actually, was it that... Was Was it... Yeah... I I can't remember which of the matches it was, but it was definitely, there was boobs on each of the screens that I uh, had up. Because, <laughs> wow, yeah. I can't remember which boobs from the Ring of Honor, but there was boobs. And no, I'm not talking man boobs, Bronx. Sick. You no, know, I shouldn't really have caught, named out Bronx, but... Actually, I should have said Anthony, but then Anthony would just completely never email into the show, wow. which means we lose communication from the only person that emails us. Oh, did I go there? Yes. Email in, people. Come on. How dare you? <laughs> Facebook us. You know. Find us on Reddit or something. Am, am I, am I going to have to create some sort of like Pinterest-like thing? We're going to have to go to every single social media that exists. MySpace New Zealand. Anyway. Trent Baretta versus Alex Reynolds was match number nine, which was a good match as well from what this report says here. Alex Reynolds getting the win thanks to a distraction from uh, Alex Reynolds' brother. I can't remember the name of... T- I think Ryan. No, not Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was some just something with a J, it might have been Justin, I'm not sure. But uh there was a roll up with the tights. Then we had John Morrison versus Jushin von der Leiger. Morrison went over with the Starship Pain, but from what it says, basically Liger and Morrison. It was very much a very much in the style of a New Japan Junior match. Okay. So now I'm wondering, could Jomo be taking on?
6: Oh, what? It's possible. It's a good theory.
5: It's a good fit. And the main event: New Jack versus Necro Butcher. Which, to continue the Sesame Street theme from this week's WNL, was brought to you by the colour red. Wow. You know, New Jack was... New Jack had a crimson mask and a crimson T-shirt. So did Necro. There was... Oh, it was... Yeah, basically... Yeah, New Jack managed to splash Necro Butcher with a chair that was strapped with light bulbs on top of it.
6: Yeah, I saw a few pics that um, uh, Jim Slobin, who attended the show, posted on our page, and damn, there was a lot of blood on that. On both guys, it was a crazy
5: match. Yeah. But then New Jack uh, put over the Rock and Roll Express and Marty Jannetty and the Next Generation guys. And brings up the uh, the fact that he uh, he blames Wesley Snipes for creating his name. <laughs> Thankfully, he got out of prison, I think, the, a few days before that. So he actually might have seen it. I don't know. <laughs> but that is... Uh, that's that. Now, looking at the time, that's probably enough for now. <laughs> We've only done three shows. Yeah, we've only only done PWS. We haven't even got to WrestleCon. Well, okay, we've done the New Japan stuff. But the other stuff I can get through a bit quicker. Because most of these I didn't... In fact, no, all of these I didn't see. So we can just give the results. So um, when we come back, I'm trying to think through. we have Evolve. We have... CZW. CZW. We have Ring of Honor later on. We have Dragon Gate, both shows. We've got Chikara, and we have Shimmer. Mm -hmm. All coming up in the next 15 hours. Probably less than that, but yeah. I should have said 1.5. I missed a decimal point out, goddammit.
6: And we also have previews for this weekend.
5: Yeah, some interesting ones, including a bit of news which will relate to a bit of music which I think we'll play. Given the way we're working this on the fly, I think I'm going to have to rework this music. So here's a piece of music that I wasn't intending to be here, but it will be here anyway. I don't know what it is yet. So you listen to it, and we'll see you in a few minutes for more of the whole indie show here on the SNS Radio Network.
4: Your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you The Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that is taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network and I'll see you at the matches. It's go time! headlines.com.
2: What's up, guys and gals? Sensational sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book. Every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll catch us doing... Video games, the open book, fantasy, e and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Come check us out.
4: The following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live
1: reasons not to marry a
4: porn star did you hear the news that uh, tito ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh his girlfriend jenna jameson
2: well he probably tried to fuck her and it was like throwing a hot dog down the hallway and he just said what the fuck where'd you been Slack.
4: <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from triple h a couple years back when he said you know even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the grand canyon
2: i mean how can you in all honesty be a person not in the porn industry, married to a porn star, and be okay with it.
4: <laughs> you know what? I would have a serious problem with that.
2: I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy and goes to work. <laughs> then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else. Then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy. She comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else. <laughs> then she comes home. You tell the bitch that you want dinner. She makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed. And you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else.
4: You're having tea She's getting tea bagged
2: (laughs) Oh, I love this show
0: This has been a public service announcement Brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live
2: Montana,
1: Cocaine We did it again Once again I'm so special
5: Welcome back to this week's whole indie show with Sandra and Ashley, kind of, I don't know whether we can recover from wrestling considering how it's seemingly coming thick and fast on us over the next few weeks there is no rest for indie wrestling it's not, li- it's not like well you still have some very fun crowd like in WWE but it's it's way more hectic
6: But I think that refreshed me uh, from this whole past yeah. weekend, at least to me
5: M- Monday alone was just like yeah I'm relaxed <laughs> This is what you need to do after all the pay-per-view issues, which we'll get to now, because first we come... Because we're trying to go chronologically here, except for the Ring of Honor one, which we'll leave until last. We're going with Evolve Show, Friday afternoon, mm-hmm. which started late. And when the stream came on, the first match had already been underway. And from the reports that we're getting for all these shows from BW Ponderings, The stream basically was very choppy. Yeah. At this time. But the first match saw Sammy Callahan, Samurai Del Sol, Jigsaw, and Rich Swan in a four-way to uh, see who will go on to the semi-final. But Sammy Callahan actually got the win by making Samurai Del Sol tap out to the Stretch Muffler. So Callahan will go on to face on to face Chuck Taylor Mm
3: -hmm.
5: next they had a segment which introduced Tony Neese as a new signing for WWN I didn't know WWN was a wrestling company
6: Uh,
5: I (laughs) thought it was a web service or something
6: yeah but with this this basically means he's now I guess a part of Dragon USA slash Evolve at this point and apparently
5: came out yeah. Came out in a suit, yeah. Yeah,
6: and apparently cut a, a regular uh heel promo and apparently he said that he was uh, teasing uh, apparently forming a heel stable. Now, by this point, uh apparently the audio was way too loud on the PA speakers. So people as far as the pay per view feed goes, uh couldn't really hear clearly on what Nees nice was saying. So, I guess hopefully T- with the,
5: yeah,
6: <laughs> hopefully, with the updated uh, version of the show, uh, we'll get a better clearer on what he said
5: uh- uh-huh. now, next, we had a r. Fox and John Davis with Colt Cabana on commentary ultimate already absolute yes, uh, but it was very interesting. Yeah, it was. He was kind of t- at one point. Uh, Fox kicked out of the three seconds around the world, which caused Davis to set up a table table outside the ring, teasing a Masato Tanaka style awesome bomb. As what happened with Gar Gargano, probably was it a few months back?
6: Yeah, it was a few months back.
5: He got him up for the power bomb, but the referee made the save by pulling Fox down. So then at, he Davis accidentally knocked out the referee which got cheered by the fans. <laughs> oh, this is this is where the New Jersey crowd were over the weekend they were at WrestleCon. They didn't they couldn't get into WrestleMania it was too expensive. Maybe. <laughs> so the ref called for the DQ which means AR Fox goes on. Yeah, so then
6: um Oh my word. Yeah, this result I don't know what uh, I said it last week. If Davis got w- lost, it kind of kills his momentum, in my opinion. And obviously, this wasn't what the crowd was expecting. They expected Davis to go over, over to the next round, hopefully in the finals.
5: But or they expected Ar Fox to go over clean.
6: Yes, uh, but the way it, this went down, a, a DQ finish that. Especially on a tournament to declare your first champion, not really a good way to end that match, you know?
5: So. It's WrestleMania 4 all over again.
6: Yeah, pretty much. That's a good reference there. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Next up saw so, uh, Johnny Gugano and Brian Kendrick teaming up to take on Orange Cassidy and Drew Gunlak, the Gentleman's Club. But. Surprising win here. The actual guys that came together, Gugano and Kendrick, win with Kendrick hitting slice bread number two. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the semi finals of the tournaments Sammy Callahan versus Chuck Taylor. Apparently, Callahan injured his leg in huge inverted commas during his entrance because mild spoilers when he went in in CCW, he was perfectly fine. I think, from what I uh, from what I heard, but amazingly, out of nowhere, for no reason, Sammy Callahan got a submission victory. Very surprised. So there's a lot of people in the crowd, kind of confused.
6: Uh, no, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of expecting for a Chuck Taylor to go over and make it to the final, but uh, I'm not mad at this result. Uh, I'm I have no problem with Callahan going over, but uh, I was kind of surprised that Chuck Taylor has the most points in this uh, bowl tournament.
5: It's like March Madness.
6: I don't follow college basketball, so I don't know.
5: It's like like March Madness. Just because you're the number one seed doesn't mean you have to win. And also, it doesn't mean March Madness actually finishes in March. What's that all
6: about? And the only thing I saw from March Madness this year was that uh, really bad injury. That's all I saw from it.
5: Oh, nearly as bad as New Japan's elbow. Wow. And she, actually, yeah, I was going to say it's as bad as Sheik's knee, but yeah, I've seen the video. Nothing can match that leg break at the March Madness.
6: It was actually what's in
5: the Sid incident. Oh, yeah. Very, very, yeah, very much psychotic style, definitely. Let's
6: just say we're glad there was not a close up when it happened.
5: No, but no doubt somebody got a close up on their TV and like zoomed in on it, or the crowd, then posted it to YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, semi through to the final. Next up, AL Fox versus Ricochet in the semi final. Very good match here, apparently. Uh, Ricochet went for a 630, was missed, and then was cradled by Fox for the win. So again, it's face versus face, and Fox kind of does a heelish
6: move to win. Well, I don't know if it was a heel move. I I would just say taking the opportunity when he had the chance, and that's what happened. But uh, apparently, you know this is a very good match, you know your typical high spot match with uh especially with these two, you know you can't go wrong so that's
5: oh no with the that, with that, well, with all four of the guys you had strong oh yeah, next up we had Eric Cannon versus Scott Reed, which wow this was a confusing one, completely. They were having, yeah, Colt Cabana's quote was interesting match. Because basically, Cannon won in the end, but Cannon got attacked by uh Caleb Conley and Larry Dallas, who were supposed to be in his corner. Then, um... As Eric Cannon started to come back, Trina Michaels in Scott Reed's corner then got in the ring and basically suggested to him that she would basically blow him. <laughs> and got she got on her knees and stood there and smiled as Larry Davis Larry Dallas, sorry, attacked him from behind. Then Uha Nation ran in and cleared house. And then Marty Bell ran in to basically beat down Trina uh basically something happened and it's something happened and i think this last sentence from the write up says it all takes me back to the glory days of vince when vince russo booked tna
6: yeah
5: we're talking that kind of congested
6: yeah and apparently from the crowd that was there at the show this completely uh just somewhat killed the show at that point
5: this was your rock scene the crowd was completely dead
6: yeah pretty much
5: you know even take this as your randy orton sheamus except the crowd weren't doing other things to entertain themselves
6: yeah and apparently one nation just ran in just to make an appearance because he was advertised on the show so it was like hey you're just running a match
5: I'm wondering whether the crowd got a little bit impatient because they didn't have an interval So you'd have thought it would have been at this time that they'd had an interval
6: I guess maybe because
5: with that case okay we haven't got to the final yet but AR Fox and Sammy Callahan have been in two matches in roughly well three matches if you count the final in about two and a half hours at best that's pretty quick um then next up we had Super Smash Brothers versus the Young Bucks which apparently the feed died and appa- according to people that were actually in the building the Smash Brothers won with the fatality this is the problem with the internet that we talked about earlier yeah dear lord Meadowlands you should have figured it out idiots then AR Fox versus Sammy Callan in the final. And basically Sammy was trying to be the heel and AR Fox was the face. And after a failed attempt earlier on, a second low a second attempt at low main pain was was a success and AR Fox is your first ever Evolved champion. And then he rubbed the title in Ricochet's face. So, is Fox face or heel?
6: Well, it... Even Evolve doesn't know. Well, here's the thing. Fox and Ricochet has like a, a feud going on. Although, I'm not sure if it's really active. It's just like just like a one-up in the show. like, Oh, I'm better than you. Look at me. Now I got three belts on me. You don't have none. That's the, way I, that's the way I see it. Um, congratulations to AR Fox. Uh, at that point, was a uh, triple crown champion. Uh, we'll get into that yeah. later. But uh, definitely something unexpected. But uh, still, uh, congratulations to AR Fox. Um, I'm looking forward to see um, who he'll defend that title again. And by the looks of it, I think it could be Ricochet. Mm, certainly
5: from that sense but the interesting thing is wow it it really uh, quite uh, some people were saying that this needed to be the strongest show because it was the it, it's been the strongest show overall probably evolve out of the ones that were at the event other than Chikara in my opinion but But the, due to the fact that they had the internet issues and also some pretty confusing booking situations, if anything, it's kind of probably hurt it. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of quite a few of the people that we just talked about, CZW WrestleCon mm-hmm. started off with the aerial assault match with. Ar Fox winning, so he had four matches in the space of I don't know six hours. Yep. No, because if it started at, if it started late at four, it probably would have been in about four, four and a half. Probably four thirty at
3: best.
5: Hmm. Ar Fox beat Chiva Kid, Shane Hollister, Shane Strickland, Rich one and Lucky Thirteen. Fox pinning Lucky Thirteen
6: with the lo- after the low main pain. Uh, very. Then we had. I'm uh, sorry. Eight. I just want to comment on this match. Um, very surprising result here. I actually thought uh, ChivaK would have won, just for the momentum on best of the best, or even Shane Stricken for that matter. But
5: uh, AR Fox never loses. I guess so. Oh <laughs> wait. Oh wait. We'll get to that. Next up, the ultra violent rules match with Joe Gacy actually defeating Tremont via a Boston Crab submission slash knockout. Basically, he locked, it he locked the box to grab on so hard that Tremont passed out.
6: And apparently it was due to a lot of blood, apparently, that dropped it. Uh, the eight-man tag
5: team, no DQ, force count anywhere match. With the longest stipulation known to man. Gulak campaign defeated the front after Gulak made Niall Sozio submit. Then the CCW World Tag Team titles on the line with Blackout, Ruckus and Black G's defeating the Catalyst after Ruckus hit Dustin Ray's with one of the tag titles allowing Black G's to make the pin. So as expected, instated for one night only and Blackout have stolen your tag title, CCW. Well done. Greg Excellent beat Colt Cabana with a victory roll. With some assistance from Mama Excellent. <laughs> which shows you why Colt Cabana can
6: never be a heel. Uh, I guess we're glad that Craig Excellent won because, good lord. Imagine what would have happened if Colt Cabana won and his stipulation.
5: <laughs> Imagine what would have happened in $5 wrestling then. <laughs> They've Edge and Lita's life sex celebration. And Freight Trainer coming and going. I don't like that.
6: Wow, that was a good uh, accent there. <laughs> Freight
5: plane.
6: Well, I mean, goddamn! Some of the actors on The Walking Dead—they're British too, so I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> All hail David
5: Morrissey and <laughs> Andrew Lincoln, and God knows how many other British people are in Walking <laughs> Dead. Uh, then they had their it, then they had their intermission after. No, sorry. They had the violent rules match next, with Drake, Younger, and Danny Havoc going to a no contest after Lucky Thirteen interfered. William,
6: that makes no sense.
5: Nation intoxication. Was is, is is Havoc and Thirteen in the same tag team? Uh, yeah. The nation. Okay. Yeah. That's that that no, that really doesn't make sense. Okay.
6: And it was just one person, so, uh, I mean, I don't know what he did to... So
5: we've had six matches, and now we're having the intermission. Okay. Because next we have the international tag team match with Oink Ohio for Killers, the Chris Brothers, defeating the Sumerian Death Squad after the brothers hit a double-stomp-tombstone combo, leading to a pinfall on Tommy End of the Sumerian Death Squad, his other partner, Michael Dante... Then in a special attraction match, Sammy Callahan defeated Brian Kendrick via a stretch muffler. Wow. So again, Callahan wrestled four matches in about six hours.
6: Well, you know, you know, DJ High, you know, he really thinks that Callahan is on his way up north. Ah, Florida. Well, I guess they want to end it by <laughs> sending him um, going strong. And by not, I mean in uh, Stanford.
5: And then Glass, Barbed Wire, and Gusset play deathmatch.
3: <laughs>
5: Jun Tsa- Kasai versus Masada. Masada retained, f- apparently from a Tiger Driver or something going wrong, on a botched finish.
3: Uh,
5: Basically, Kasai had a cut on his face that kind of looked like the cut that you probably... Oh. The cut that you see Bruce Lee get on his face from Enter the Dragon from the guy that's got the Wolverine claws that he must have borrowed off New Jack from PWS or something. He was really gashed pretty bad. He wasn't bleeding all over his face like Necro Butcher and New Jack were, but across his cheek.
6: Yeah, wow. and from what I heard, the, the match kind of ended short. And it was apparently due to the cut that Kasai had it on his face. Well, you know, which is a shame because I kind of wanted the match to go a bit longer. But uh, I guess uh, uh, they were concerned for Kasai's uh, safety. So, you know, I can understand that. But uh, hopefully they'll have some sort of rematch in the future.
5: Uh-huh. Uh, next up, Shimmer's first ever eye-per-view. Mm-hmm. 53. Because they're all numbered. You know, kind of like uh, Firefox, except the numbers are less ludicrous because they don't ha- they don't change them every four days. Firefox 59.7. Uh, first match saw Mia Yim versus Amazing Kong. Um, not sure what the result was here. Kong got the win, probably with uh, Implant Buster.
6: Yeah, and apparently Yeah, and apparently Khan destroyed Mia Yim in this
5: match. Oh, it was a good old one-sided
6: match. <laughs> uh apparently then
5: there was an interview with Serena and Jessica Havoc running backstage. And the guy that wrote the write up here said my wife walked in and said that sounded like an orgasm. Okay. One, how does she know that sounded like an orgasm? And how the hell did she know that sounded like an orgasm? Anyway, uh, next up saw the tag team of Va- uh, Vader Scott and Shazam McKenzie beat Cherry Bomb and Kimberley. Which, uh, oh, I should have the finishes here.
6: Well, anyway, they um, won the match, so.
5: Yeah, they, they won. I think Vader actually got the win for her side, from what I remember from somewhere. Uh next up was Rhea O'Reilly versus Ev versus Calamity versus Yu Yamagata versus Christina von Eerie. Von Eerie going over who had long hair. She didn't have it up in the crazy mohawk.
6: I actually saw a picture of Von Eerie with her new look and she actually looks great.
5: She looks less oi. Well.
6: Yeah, I guess so. Still good
5: she, look, she she looks less of like a Sex Pistols wannabe or something. <laughs> Next up, Mercedes Martinez versus Ayumi Kurehara, which, as we talked about last week, is Kurehara's last match in America. Mercedes actually getting the win, but um what was widely believed a very good match between the two of them, and the chant at the end... So they actually chanted Arigato to Kurehara, which was nice. So next up, we had Jessica Havoc, Sassy Stephanie and Nevaeh taking on Serena Deeb and Regeneration X with Daphne. Havoc's team t- also with Miss Rochelle. or well, Is it Miss Rochelle or Madame Rochelle? It's one of them. Something... <laughs> All we know is that Regeneration X were dressed as Jay and Silent Bob.
6: <laughs> yes.
5: Oh my god, yes. That's
6: great. I can't wait That's.
5: Oh my word. Just seriously. God
6: damn it. I wanna know who was who was Jay, who was who was Bob.
5: <laughs> I need to pick this up quick. Uh... <laughs> well given the size of them and Allison's taller than Lever isn't she yeah I guess so so I'm guessing I'm guessing she'd have been Jay and Lever would have been Silent Bob (laughs) possibly anyway uh, apparently there was a there was a chokeslam as well here from Jessica Havoc which was the best one I've seen since the giant in WCW went to the right up But Regeneration X and Serena Deeb win. Clearly, with that orgasmic attack earlier on, there's going to be some sort of feud going on between Havoc and Serena Deeb. Uh, Next up, Jesse McKay versus Madison Eagles, which was a very, very good match as well. Madison Eagles getting the win. Then Maiden Sin versus Kelly Skater and Tomako Nakagawa. Versus Lufisto and Kana versus the Canadian Ninjas for the titles. Uh I think Mr. Maiden Sin were first eliminated. Aww. Followed by uh Lou Kana. And Kelly Skater and Tomako Nagawa got eliminated last by the ninjas by spitting water in Kelly Skater's face. <laughs> so Canadian Ninjas retain. Next up. Uh- versus I ac- Oh, go ahead.
6: Uh, I was just, just want to mention something. Uh, during this match, apparently Lufisto uh, took a really bad, did a really bad moonsault where apparently not everybody caught her uh, during the match. And apparently she is injured. And uh, I think it was due to this spot that happened during that match. And from what I'm hearing, uh, she is pulled off any other future events that was going on. Because I remember she was supposed to be a part of the upcoming Shimmer uh, tapings this weekend. Oh, and
5: she's been pulled from Yeah, them. she's been uh, pulled
6: from there. She's also been pulled from the WSU Queen and King of the Ring tag team tournament that's going to happen next month. She's been pulled of, of that as well.
5: Next up, the penultimate match of the night. And a la WrestleMania 18. It was match of the night, and it was Athena versus Hamada. The crowd was completely into this, apparently, and it was a great match with the, both of them. And is being listed here as possibly a, a a big contender for match of the year, probably in women's wrestling, but it could be in wrestling altogether.
6: Why not? Yeah. Can't go wrong with those two ladies, come on.
5: Athena getting the win, though. Getting the big push. And mm-hmm. uh, So the main event, the crowd were basically still recovering. A la Sina Rock. Except something big happened here as well. Chile and Melissa taking on Soraya Knight, the title on the line. And thanks to a crazy Hurricane Rana at the end... Your new champion is cheerleader Melissa. Soraya Knight drops the belt. Yeah. So, so basically so far, out of all the shows, Shimmer has... <laughs> this is this is kind of a bit of a paradox. Shimmer has shone brightest. That, that, that doesn't seem to work, but it does. I think. But, yeah... Well, I wanna see the show now.
6: Excuse me. Well, you know what? I think it's great that uh in all women's uh show actually was the best show so far at this point. Uh I was really glad to hear that it was very positive throughout the show as far as the live crowd and the eye pay goes, you know, even though there was a few uh tech issues in the first hour. But really great matches throughout the show. Uh Great talent worldwide, especially from the women. You know, you can't go wrong. What was wrong. the
5: ring announcement?
6: What was that? You put, you put a clip. Those was you or
5: Randy put a clip up of the ring announcer announcing the attendance.
6: Oh, yes. Uh, there was a video from uh, the Shimmer that posted earlier today as it's taping taping. Uh, making an announcement that uh, the attendance was, uh, they broke a uh, Shimmer attendance at the WrestleCon show, uh, which was like around like 700,000, whatever. <laughs> and then he said, oh, no, wait, that's not it. It's like uh, 7,000 something. And then uh, it, uh, then an officially came out that it was around 700 in attendance for the Shimmer show. So that's great news that a lot of people went to see an all-women's wrestling show.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: That was very good to hear.
5: Next up, the Shoulder of Pallas. Shikara's show. Mm-hmm. And, oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> first up, Saturine defeated Kobold with a moonsault. Then next up, we had the Throwbacks, Bateria, Ultramanters, Black and Blind Rage, Special Envoy, and Devastation Corporation. First first to be eliminated with the throwbacks via the death blow on Dasher Hatfield by the Devastation Corporation. Then Ultramantis Black and Blindway Rage uh, got... Uh, they actually eliminated Devastation Corporation as Ultramantis Black rolled up Blaster McMassive soon after the death blow. Weren't paying attention. Sydney Bocabella, you better be teaching your boys better than just knowing that... Kerry Von Ericsson on Closed Circuit
6: Television. And you know what? Speaking of uh, Sydney, uh, I found a picture of during the match, apparently, Mr. Touchdown gave Sydney Baccavela a wedgie.
5: Oh my word. <laughs> Shenanigans. And then at the end, Batiri got the final four and the third point, most notably beating, uh, actually pinning Blind Rage via the 7th circle. So the pick that I randomly made and got caught off guard was right, and goddamn Sandro made me change my mind. Damn it. <laughs> wow. Uh, I wasn't
6: expecting this at all. So well. I'm kind of surprised. That I
5: wasn't expecting know. the Bateria here to get a push, but apparently getting a push. Next up, Amasis versus Ophidian. Ophidian came out in a wheelchair and then got into the ring with crutches. Ophidian tried to hypnotize Amasis. Then Amasis beat down on Ophidian and Kobold, who pushed out who was pushing the wheelchair. But then the Bateri and yeah, the Bateri probably not delirious because he was busy. Beat down uh Amasis. And then Ophidian hit Amasis with his crutches, and uh, Amasis managed to avoid the red mist and escape, although slightly beaten up, quite a bit. So, um, the match never happened. Sadly, yeah, the match never happened. William, yeah. Next up, three point. Yeah, oh, I'm
6: guessing that. They're going to try to build this up for the IP preview. That's what I'm guessing. Because I uh, heard today on Facebook. Uh, Amas is, I don't know, not Amas, excuse me, Ophidian. I don't know if he's selling or if he, he's like legit hurt because he said something that um, he was talking about that he's heard that he can't pay for his medical bills and all that stuff. So, I, mean, I don't know. Take that for what you will.
5: So yeah, next up, three-point Kuma and Janetti versus Fist. Interesting to note, Icarus and Dunkerton are in purple and white, and Taylor and Gagano are in black. So it's as I thought, Icarus might be turning. Possibly. Maybe. Uh, Icarus made Kuma submit to the Chikara special to actually give Fist a win but Gagano and Taylor were not happy with Icarus, and Icarus shoved Chuck T away. Yeah.
6: And interesting to note here that Icarus has never used the Chikara special, so this is the first time he's used it.
5: I tell you, Icarus is going to turn vase. People are going to love that tattoo for some bizarre reason. I cannot believe it. (laughs) Archibald Peck defeated Tim Donce via the cranial crescendo. Then after it, Gavin Loudspeaker tried to devince Jacob, Turtle and Veronica that Don't is selfish. So then the attacks Gavin Loudspeaker and cuts a piece off his hair.
6: Poor Gavin.
5: Poor Gavin, yeah. Next up, Soldier Ant and the Colony Extreme Force taking on the Colony and Frightmare. Which is very interesting. Wink Vavasor has decreed that the Colony Extreme Force... Oh, the King of Trios 2011. That's not nice. Yeah, the Colony are not happy with this. But and then, just to really kind of confuse as to what the hell this Extreme Force is, Missile Assault Ant unmasks Frightmare and rolls him up for the win.
6: Hmm, very interesting here.
5: Colony extreme Colony Extreme Force shows its true colours. It is Team Wink Vavasor. Soldier Andrew changes his mind. Unless Soldier is turning heel. I don't know. I highly doubt it. Post-traumatic stress disorder.
6: I highly doubt it unless he gets hypnotized
5: or something. I don't know. It's the eye It's going to be that. It's going to randomly turn up again. Penultimate match saw Eddie Kingston beat Kid with a back fist to the future to retain his title. And then Quackenbush and his mystery partner versus Jigsaw and the Shard. Quackenbush's mystery partner is Jushin Funder Liger. Oh, that man, he gets everywhere. Uh, Quacken Liger actually got the victory when Liger delivered an avalanche brainbuster on Jigsaw.
6: Yes. Uh, myself, personally, I was very surprised to see that it was Liger. Uh, I know myself and uh, Randy, we were kind of hoping it would be Jigsaw. Uh, excuse me, uh, Shane Storm, Uh, you know, just the storyline contingent and, you know, his past um, partnership with Jigsaw. But nonetheless, um, the crowd was very happy to see that it was Liger. And, you know, I can't wait to see the DVD myself. I'm very looking forward to see that match. Mm
5: -hmm. Yeah, and then next up, God, I have to get through this fast, show five of this of sh- this uh, part. Dragon Gate USA's open the ultimate gate, starting off with Rich Swann versus Brian Kendrick, which again had feed problems. And the show started.
6: And the show started late.
5: Yeah, true. T- t- two for the price of one, kids. Uh, Kendrick won with an Inziguri. Next, we had the four-way freestyle. I can't remember who was in that. The top of my head.
6: Oh, but, um, I believe it was Tony Neese. Uh, Soldier Ant was in it as well. Oh my god, I don't know who else was won it.
5: All I know is Tony Nees won with a 450 splash. Yeah.
6: And apparently it was supposedly a sloppy match. So that's.
5: Next. That's, yeah, next up we had Scott Reed beat Derek Royce. Apparently before the match started. It was announced that Caleb Conley had the night off. So Scott, Scott Reed did all the work. And then afterwards, Conley had confronted Reed and Dallas and tells them that he's both sick of the booze and sick of the hose. What? Sick of that? Why didn't you be sick of the hose? Conley's gay.
6: Well, there might be a good reason. I, mean, I don't know.
5: They start fighting and the girls get involved. So Conley hit his out powerbomb and leaves triumphantly. So apparently the the scene is dead. This, partially
6: this kinda of, this makes no sense whatsoever because there was no build up leading to this happening. Uh it just makes no sense that they're just they're just leading the tag team up unabruptly, out of nowhere, no explanation. I'm just gonna have it like that out of nowhere. I don't know. It just doesn't
5: make no sense to me. Next up, we had uh, Trent beat Davis by DQ. Basically, Davis never stopped beating down on Trent, so that's what caused the DQ. Therefore, he clotheslined the referee and hit his finisher on Trent promised to wreak havoc on everyone over the weekend and got on the mic and challenged anybody to come fight him. Then there was, I think one of the things happened was there was a Hulk Hogan chant and John Davis basically went, I'm going to beat that motherfucker anytime," <laughs> <laughs> And the crowd went crazy. It's just very, very nice bit. Next match, all the Super Smash Brothers take on Aita and as you i think it was as you predicted wasn't it sander it was tomahawk tt mm-hmm. the secret weapon and Aitu and tomahawk went over with a crucifix out power bomb
6: now um if you remember last week when i went over tomahawk's uh, previous names, um there was a chance of pp for tomahawk uh huh which I thought was yeah, hilarious, <laughs> and apparently they
5: decided to go TT because uh, they thought he was uh, doing a, doing a motor or something.
6: And apparently, the some members of the crowd who was not familiar with uh, Dranga USA or Dranga Japan in general uh, were very confused by the chant. <laughs>
5: Next, we had Ricochet defeat Akira Tazawa with a 630 splash. Hmm. So, that, apparent from what I can see here, quite a lot of interesting stuff. Apparently, Von Eerie attacked Ricochet as well. Yeah. Von Eerie Tazawa's Tozawa's corner. Yeah,
6: she's a part of a Mad
5: Blanky stable. Ah, so yeah, yeah. Next up, the returning Uha Nation defeated
6: Sammy Callahan
5: with a standing Moonsault. Followed by a standing shooting star press.
6: So, God damn it! Ooh, huh. Well, so much for Sammy's winning streak. Yeah,
5: funny you mention winning streaks because next, Young Bucks beat Chima and AR Fox mm-hmm. to win the Open the United Gate titles with the more bang for your buck. So there was no kind of weird roll-up.
6: That's good, <laughs> especially from the Young Bucks. So yeah.
5: And then, of course, after this, Ricochet came out to mock AR Fox and Chima. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they really are building Ricochet and AR Fox. Next up, though, there was the main event with Johnny Gagano taking and successfully def- defending his title, the Open the Freedom Gate title, against Shingo with a Gagano escape. Mm-hmm. And from what it says here, the write-up looks to be be a very good match with the guys.
6: Yes, I've heard uh, very great uh, reviews from this match in particular. Uh, A lot of the fans in attendance enjoy this match very much. So I'm I'm very looking forward to seeing that match.
5: And after the match, Gagano sarcastically delivered the same promo that he did the night before. And the promo that he does to show every show, apparently. That's pretty clever.
6: Now, um, I guess during the match, there was a point where, before the finish came, Gargano actually hit a low blow on Shingo. Oh. So that's what led to the Gargano escape, which led to Gargano winning the match and retaining his title. And this would lead into the next day with some very interesting... Uh, news bits going on at that show. Yes.
5: Bruce Willis' is Mercury Rising. Warning, this show may not contain Bruce Willis.
6: No. They can't afford it.
5: Start, yeah, starting off with Drant versus Tony Niece. Tony Niece getting the win with a 450 splash. And then cut a promo about the stable that you reference at Evolve. And... <laughs> He introduced his director of brand imaging, who was a fat dude wearing a shirt tie and suspenders. Okay. Who laid out fire ant and hit him with a splash of sorts from a top rope. So apparently Tony niece has now found um. Oh, who was bloody Chris Jericho's manager in?
6: Oh, uh, from WCW. WCW. Oh, um, is yeah it's him uh,
5: Tony niece is the Chris Jericho from Dragon Gate USA oh my god whether that means he becomes undisputed champion and then has to wrestle Fandango in 10 years time I don't know mm. next up Eric Canahan and Sammy Callahan versus the Super Smash Brothers oh you missed one match oh sh- yeah sorry I'm getting tired. I I got up early today. I'm I'm running on fumes. I need five-hour energy. Oh, wait. I used all that up having to watch the bloody WrestleCon live tweets and everything. Oh. Yeah, Scott Reed versus Caleb Conley in the grudge match. Scott Reed getting the win. Again, shenanigans involved with uh, the rest of the scene. Trina Trina with the ref... uh, Larry Dallas running in with a chair. And then Reed hit Conley with the smash mouth on the chair to get the pinfall. Yeah. And And the crowd was really...
6: Yeah. and You know, like I said, there's no build-up for this match. just happening unexpected. So Uh you couldn't expect the fans to get behind in this match or even interested in the match itself.
5: But, yeah, next up... Eric Callahan and Sammy Callahan versus Eric Cannon and Sammy Callahan. Sorry, taking on Super Smash Brothers, which was a good match but had an unfortunate finish. Player Uno fell over, setting up Callahan for the fatality. From what it sounds like, he hurt his leg.
6: Uh, that's not good.
5: Yeah. So Dos improvised and hit a splash instead for the win. So Super Smash Brothers do go over.
6: Yeah, not player a player
5: Uno uh, again.
6: Yeah, not a good year for player Uno. I mean, in January he injured his you know, his shoulder at the BDT4 show and now this is happening, so uh hopefully he gets better.
5: Next we have Chucky T versus Brian Kendrick. We saw Brian Kendrick get the win against Chuck Taylor. Taylor tried slice bread number 2, but Kendrick blocks it and hit slice bread number 2 himself.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Interestingly, Kendrick as he Kendrick was the baby face, but every time he attacked the Swamp Monster or one of the co- other cohorts that Chuck Taylor had, the crowd booed Kendrick.
6: Well, yeah, everybody loves the Swamp Monster.
5: Apparently, Shikara fans were watching Dragon Gate.
6: <laughs> Come on now, everybody likes the Swamp Monster.
5: Yes, oh hail the Almighty Swamp Monster! <laughs> the last time I saw him he got taken in the back of a buddy police car although weirdly the police car had a Shikara sticker on the door but anyway I didn't know Shikara was sponsored by the uh, local police in uh, Pennsylvania <laughs> <laughs> next we had the High Flyers Frey Ladders Illegal match which apparently it was under elimination rules. Which wasn't clear in the actual title. But it was Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, AR Fox, Samurai Del Sol, Ujah Nation, Christine Von Erie and Facade. Fox and Del Sol started. Followed by Matt Jackson, Von Eri, Nick Jackson. Which then saw uh, Von Eri eliminated first by double team superkicks from the Young Bucks. Then, Uhar nation and facade joined so Christina von Eri didn't get even to interact with a ladder. God damn it,
6: I think that's a good thing.
5: <laughs> Fox pinned El Sol after the low main pain then uh Fox managed to hit a me- meteor on facade to eliminate him then uh. A quick through. Ricochet actually, ra- AR Fox was um, teasing a dive onto Nick Jackson from one of the ladders, or Nick Jackson was actually prone on a ladder, and Fox was going to jump off the top of another one. But Ricochet made a run in, shoved him off the ladder, and hit the six thirty, which allowed Nick to eliminate AR Fox. So even more building to clearly a r fox ricochet down the line mm-hmm. then the young bucks double teamed Uhha nation after you know with super kick after super kick after super kick, like super kick and stereo completely, but uh Uha nation was able to, to roll up Matt Jackson and then pin Nick almost immediately after with a moon salt. SSP Gumba. What's the SSP again? Shooting Star Press. Oh shooting Star Press.
6: standing Yeah, self-press.
5: standing moon cell. So UHA Nation wins.
6: Yeah, and, Next. and uh kind of uh, somewhat of a better way for your newly crowned, you know, United Gate Tag Champs to lose in the match. I was kinda of surprised there. Mm. But I guess they wanted to push UHA Nation, which uh I uh, I guess they, they see a future for him. So you know, and especially coming back from the injury, so I guess they wanted to you know make him strong
5: next we had john davis versus orange cassidy uh it's just really worth it's really worth noting here that um John Davis knocked out the referee for no reason, so orange cassidy wins via d q
6: oh he finally wins the match,
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but John Davis loses again. Not a good week for John Davis. He was 0 for 3. And then we come... No, it wasn't the main event because they shifted it around a bit. Well, because it was double main event. You could have done it either way. Uh, we had Ricochet, Rich and Johnny Gagano taking on Tomahawk, TT, Aita, and Chima. Uh, Ricochet actually getting the win for his team but also getting a title shot of his choosing in the near future.
6: Mm-hmm. Just as I predicted.
5: But, yeah, Gagano asked Chima into the ring post-match and put him over, and Gagano put himself over and said his title was on par with Chima's and teasing kind of a champion versus champion match. But da- John Davis ran in and shoved them into each other and laid out swan. And John Davis bailed. And then Gargano low blowed Chima. Mm
3: hmm.
5: Then, uh, Rich Swan asked what was going on. Gargano gave him a super kick. And. <laughs> Gagano closed saying that he did this for the people. And he loved them all. Okay. Johnny Gargano thinks he's for Aikishi.
6: Yeah, so definitely you can tell that Gargano is definitely going to the heel route, so although. Uh, kind of surprised to be honest because I don't, I'm not sure if he really needs to go heel because I, I thought he was. Gagano,
5: what's, how the hell is Gagano versus John Davis going to work out now? Well, I guess. Heel versus heel.
6: Well, I guess it's not going to work now because, you know, Davis is going on a rampage. So, and let's not forget. So, I'm assuming he's going to go after AR Fox as soon as uh, the Fox and Ricochet feud is over. So, because he was. Really wanting to become the, the Evolved Champion, So for now, he's just going to go on a rampage for the time being. And it looks like they are building the match between Gargano and Shima. So I'm guessing that could happen at their anniversary show for Dragon Gate USA, which won't happen until the summer. So, yeah, they're going to have to somewhat build it up for the time being.
5: And then for your main event, Shingo defeated Akira Tazawa after two men Japans and a lariat, which was described as a really, really good match from these
6: two. Yes. And I'm not surprised 'cause I, I
5: kind of saved Dragon Gate USA slash evolves baker. Yes.
6: And like I said, I'm not surprised that the match went as great as what was what was told from the live crowd. Uh I This was probably a smart way to end the show because you wanted to have the, the show end on a good note. And you know what? It should be worth mentioning that by this point, uh, some of the crowd were leaving because they were heading for WrestleMania. So, yeah, because it was so late. Yeah. So despite that half the crowd left, uh, the crowd that was there, they still enjoyed the match and... We're very happy with the way the show ended, and like you said, this definitely this match saved uh, from what they had gone through since Friday. Although, you know, some of the some of the fans were still complaining about it. Uh, at USA had very great reviews from both shows, and you know that's good to hear, despite what had happened over the weekend. And uh, yeah. I'm very interested to see where they're going as far as the storyline goes, well, you know, with Gargano and, you know, we got John Davis going on, and now you're having the AR Fox and Ricochet feud that's starting to build. Uh, very intriguing to see where they're going from here.
5: Yeah, it's certainly... Looks like a good set of shows, though, definitely, that they've had in general. Mm-hmm. So, now, uh, we're going to take our final break. And when we come back, we've got some picks that are for AEW. We'll talk Shimmer, including a bit of news. And we will also have got CZW uh, Best of the Best picks. And then, also, my thoughts, well, my review, and Sandro's thoughts, should I say, on Ring of Honor's... Supercard of Honor, and also, not all, but some some of the big events that have happened from the TV tapings from Ring of Honor, which will have spoilers, but don't worry, we'll flag it up at the appropriate time. So, as I'm weirdly looking at Scarlet Bordeaux's butt, god damn, AAW's posters are bloody brilliant. We'll see you in a few minutes.
4: TNA Impact Wrestling fan? Are you looking for a show that talks about TNA Wrestling? Then tune in to TNA Chat Live every Thursday night, starting at 10.30pm Eastern on the SNS Radio Network with the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, as he reviews the latest episode of Impact Wrestling and takes your phone calls to get your thoughts on the state of TNA Wrestling. Are you ready to cross that
2: line on the SNS Radio Network? And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck.
0: Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes.
2: When I I okay, I, I caught SmackDown again. When I caught Skip Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that
4: his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick, Bertrand, and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksToHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal independency. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from
2: the past. It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James.
4: Present. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. And Future.
1: Hey guys, it's Dream of the
0: And so much more. So join the guys every week on Boarding the Ropes, right here on the SNS
4: Radio Network. <laughs>
0: And my wife, exclusively on the SMS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah, this is going to be fun.
3: JJ Six
0: A. His charm is so contagious. Vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, you'd never get lost and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him the way lightning precedes thunder. He is... J.J. ...the most interesting man in the world. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library and it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, it is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight, but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you hurt me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. He is the most interesting man in the world.
4: I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to wrestling news live stay thirsty my friends stay thirsty
5: Part of this week's whole indie show warning may not contain Fandanga with Ashley and Sandra. It does contain them, definitely, because we've been on for the past two hours or so. Yep. Uh, breaking news we have had an email during the duration of the show. Yet another live email, and yet again it's from L Train. <laughs> I keep telling you people, send in live emails and we can treat this that show like it's Fox News or something. Even though, even though what we're actually pre- reporting is two days late from when we've actually read the breaking email. So in essence, this is exactly like Fox News. Uh, L Train says, Hey guys, I uh, wanted to pass along some info for a show that's happening in Santa Ana, California this Saturday called the Pro Wrestling Flashback Tribute Show, featuring several amazingly talented indie stars down here paying tribute to the greats of wrestling past. There's also uh, there's also a chance to pay tribute to a late wrestler who is well known for his gimmick of Mr. 80's Dynamite D. Uh, he encourages everyone who can in the area to check out the show. It's so this Saturday from 6 till 9 at the Yoast Theatre, Three O Seven North Spurgeon Street, Santa Ana, California, nine two seven O one. Thank God there wasn't. For for a minute there, I thought it was an anagram of nine O two one O. Getting worried. But uh, the Facebook page is up on our on the te- on the whole indie show Facebook page, I believe. The or, it, the link will be there for you to check it out yourself. But, yeah. By the way, L-Train, great job you did on WNL. I will say that. I'm intrigued down the line whether we might even get you yourself on to help us out. Oh. Probably with the next PWG one. Because you are the king of California. (laughs) Sorry, Anthony. (laughs) Wow. We'll get Anthony on as well. Oh, no, we can't, because we can't take phone calls. Sorry, Ant. Just just email in at the right time. Like, breaking news. Anyway. Right. Uh, Breaking into Ring of Honor. One we left out because quite a lot of interesting stuff happened in Ring of Honor. Probably... Probably the strongest show of the whole weekend alongside Shimmer, in my opinion. We started off with Cutie Marshall. As Sandra expected, Cutie Marshall's match with uh, ACH and Tadarius Thomas was first. They were teasing. Well, R.D. Evans came out on managing and was teasing uh, Tanahashi, but obviously he was busy in New Japan. And then he said <laughs> the, the brilliant thing, he was basically saying, think about a family in Texas that is famous, and all you can think of is the Yon Eriks. Ladies and gentlemen, Lacey Von Erich wanted to be QT Marshall's partner, but I turned it down. And then R.D. Evans revealed that the tag team partner would be R.D. Evans.
3: (laughs) Uh, That's great.
5: And uh, yeah, Tadarius Thomas and A.C.H. won the match. Uh, Evans got sent to the outside and A.C.H. hit his uh, Big Bang attack for the win. And there was an homage to trunks and vegeta from dragon ball z what yeah apparently
6: well what happened
5: because i'm not a dragon ball z fan i didn't spot that i'm just looking at the notes that i've got up just to prompt myself and yeah there was a dragon ball z thing
6: well what what the ach wear some kind of uh like a full body suit or something
5: I don't think so. Although
6: hmm. well, I have to watch it because I'm kind of intrigued on that.
5: I don't think he did from what I remember. Then again at that time I was probably being distracted. No, I wasn't being distracted by Iron cheek. I was probably eating my dinner. <laughs> I got distracted by chicken and God knows what. No, I'm not talking KFC chicken. Yet. i have to take advantage of their free fries offer though. Just say. So, one thing they did have at the end, though, was it's, QT was very pissed off with RD. <laughs> and they hugged it out. After the fans proclaimed to hug it out, Daniel Bryan style. Uh, then, um, Shelton Benjamin came out. Because they basically announced the whole Charlie Haas thing. And... Yeah, Charlie Haas did no show. Apparently, he has retired. I guess so. Then he called out Cheeseburger, who is one of the dojo trainees and one of the staff for the event.
6: Okay, I seriously, I seriously hope that is not his. When he actually debuts, I really hope that is not his name.
5: No, he'll be called Royale with Cheese. <laughs> Take take a cue out of any pulp fiction.
6: Where are cheese? I just want to know why they call him cheeseburger. I mean, seriously, it's not bad. They call so... that
5: cameraman disco stew. Ugh.
6: Anyways, continue. Uh,
5: instead of beating him silly like cheeseburgers, thinking he's going to do, he showed him respect for you know taking all the beatings from half week after week. Then all of a sudden, music we haven't heard in a while. Mike Bennett's music hits. And talked quite a bit. And was going to make a big announcement. I think he, he basically went... Oh, screw Cheeseburger and whatever. And then... Um, Cheeseburger took the mic from... Um Mike Bennett. Go get getting confused. And called Brutal Bob Bennett's father a uh, Maria a uh, a gutter I th- it was the form- the notes here say gutter slut, but I think it was like pu- you know, stupid pussy gutty slut or something. Something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Therefore, Bennett wow. took out Cheeseburger and, you uh, and, like, Shelton Benjamin just went to him, you know, because Shelton was looking for a match to happen. And then Shelton just got the mic and, you know, slowly got up as Bennett was celebrating. And Shelton just went, well, looks like I got my match and proceeded to beat the crap out of Bennett and the bell rang. Uh even, even, even one of the best bits, Bennett actually went for a go to sleep.
6: Wow. <laughs> um,
5: but then we got to a really nice bit. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting flashbacks of this now. <laughs> uh, Bennett took out Benjamin and started making out with Maria. okay but then um you know he Bennett went away Shelton managed to take him down and was you know walking behind edging him up and then all of a sudden (laughs) Maria felt behind her as she was standing on the apron and was like oh there's a man there it's Mike Started caressing him and doing like pump and grind. And the picture, the, the like the screenshot of it is on the Facebook page for the whole indie show. His
6: eyes stood out <laughs> on
5: stalk, like, damn! Now I know how CM Punk about.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that was a very funny, uh, picture right there and a moment, regardless.
5: <laughs> I bet it got even better because. They, they were like, oh my god. Benjamin turns around, about to get super kicked, ducks out the way, and Maria gets super kicked in the face.
3: <laughs> Again.
5: <laughs> it happened at King of Trios. I think it happened against Jerry Lynn. Nearly. I don't think it actually did. And it happened at Super Guard of Honor. But. Thanks to Brutal Bob coming out of nowhere with some interference, Mike Bennett, with the tights, got a roll-up win. Which wasn't... which what you expect from Mike Bennett, but, oh my word. That bit with the, like, the Maria on the apron really makes you wonder why the hell she was let go of WWE. Then again, CM Punk upgraded to Lita, so, well done, <laughs> well done, Punk. <laughs> Next up, probably match of WrestleCon. Michael Elgin versus Jay Lethal, where Elgin won via a Super Elgin bomb, followed by a second Elgin bomb.
6: I've heard this match this, was
5: crazy. This was, this was basically cena. They were doing every single move that you could think of in their arsenal, including their finishes quite a lot of times but it just I think mean, it went on for about 20-25 minutes but oh my god I think honestly Elgin had another five star match <laughs> at Wrestlemania weekend damn it it was a brilliant match after seeing it it was like I don't care which either guy wins To be honest. But uh, yeah. But apparently he is number one contender. But something might or might not have happened to that. But we'll get to that. After this happened. Scum actually attacked both guys after the match. (laughs) They were about to shake hands. And Scum was just like nope. And boom. You know. What's his name? Dean Ambrose style. Nope. Then we had Scum versus Team Ring of Honor, which got a little crazy at the end because um, Carino was on commentary for this and took out Caleb Seltzer and knocked him unconscious, apparently. But uh, yeah, Compton spat into Mondo's eye And uh, Rhino hit Caprice Kong with a gore for the win, eventually. And then at the end, Carino said the fans were cheering for the wrong team. But it it really seemed a bit of a clusterfuck, to be quite honest. (laughs) And then it's the intermission where they show a huge promo of how Jay Briscoe has never won the Ring of Honor world title. (laughs) Kind of foreboding what may or may not happen down the line. Next up was Carl Anderson. Carl Machine Gun Anderson, should I say. Defeating Roderick Strong with the Ace Crusher. But this was a strong match as well. Very good. Then we had Matt Tavern versus Matt Hardy versus Adam Cole in the three-way elimination for the TV title. But Carino... (laughs) Greeno, before they started, gave Matt Hardy a long intro and called him the Jesus Christ of professional wrestling. (laughs) Having 300,000 Twitter followers. Okay. Well, something like that. But as somebody says, uh, as the the recapper says here on the notes that I've got, if Matt's the Jesus Christ of wrestling and Jeff Hardy was at one point the Antichrist... I bet the family dinners were catastrophic. <laughs> the, this, um, the, the point in the match where this just got absolutely epic. Scarlet Bordeaux. That, that, oh my word. <laughs> the only problem is she can, she's like Maria. She can wrestle. But, why, I don't, at the minute, I don't want to see her wrestle. I just want to see her take her pants off. Yeah. Because, <laughs> what she did is because of basically from the after the intermission from the Strong-Anderson match Nigel McGuinness was on commentary for the second half of the event. And Scarlett Bordeaux went to Nigel McGuinness sat on his lap and started stripping. <laughs> and there were plenty of shots on the camera and if you look on bloody I'm going to have to get some sort of... Uh, Sandro, you might be able to find it as well. There's about 15 different shots of Nigel McGuinness looking straight down to camera with Scarlett Bordeaux stripping down to basically bra and panties. <laughs> where he's just looking at the camera like, I don't know whether to laugh or f- fucking cry or fucking go ballistic or just go, HUBBER HUBBER!
6: <laughs> yes, I have seen a few of those pictures circulating throughout the interwebs. Nigel is a lucky guy, (laughs) let me just say.
5: The brilliant thing is, somebody apparently in his head... Somebody in his headphones told Kevin Kelly to call the match, to which he went, There's a match? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was a bit distracted by what was happening next to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... Yeah. I think, yeah, the... What happened was Carino kept trying to get involved and Hardy hit a trista of fate but then Truth Martini basically yanked actually I be, better be careful pulled Carino off the apron where he was stood no porno connotations there I think but uh, Cole came back and did a low blow into a small package while the referee was distracted with the hoopla that was going on outside so Hardy was eliminated first. Crowd went absolutely patchy you crazy. <laughs> I think they're not Hardy fans. But uh, then, distracted by Carino throwing a fit, the referee turned back in time to see Tavern hit his DDT on Cole for the win. So it was a bit of a rush ending, but, hey, I don't care. Scarlet Bordeaux was near naked. And I'm looking at the AAW poster again and I'm being distracted again, goddammit. Oh well, she's
6: the hot uh, chick, so you know yes. I don't blame you.
5: <laughs> I'm now gonna watch throw down low down on loop. God damn it, Shikara.
6: where else does she wrestle? Uh as far as I know I think that's about
5: Beyond Wrestling?
6: I'm not sure to be honest.
5: I'm trying to work out where else um Shane Hollister wrestles.
6: She might show up at the best of the best this weekend.
5: Can she? Uh, Friday. Oh, if she does. Yeah, but then she might get injured. I want that to happen. Uh. Anyway, next up we had a, a brilliant tag team match with Red Dragon successfully defending against the American Wolves. Really, really good. A, a lot of near-falls here again, kind of similar to the um, the Elgin lethal match. Mm-hmm. Probably a contender the tag team match of the year.
6: Now, Down. now, was this match better than the one from uh, Final Battle?
5: Oh, he's, he, I'd say yes. Because obviously then you weren't sure whether American Dragon... American Dragon... American, American Dragon... To <laughs> Too. the American Wolves were going to be a proper team right this time you knew they were a proper team and as ever Red Dragon do the heelish way and Fish managed to push Davy over and O'Reilly rolled him up with the tights to get a, a, a dirty pinfall but it was such a brilliant match and next up We had Steen versus Briscoe for the Ring of Honor world title. Which, wow. um, (laughs) Briscoe wins. Although quite a lot of people didn't see it. Live, anyway. Pretty much. There was a bit when he power-bombed him on the apron. As Steen normally does. But Scum basically tried to interfere. But the Ring of Honor locker room... Then stopped the interference. Then Scum came back. And... Interesting point was... Hardy got in the ring. Steen kicked him out. Mm. Making the crowd go absolutely crazy, obviously. And... I'm not sure how it finished... Um, because I didn't catch the five minutes just yet. I got distracted by uh, Scarlet Bordeaux. God damn it! Yeah. But yeah, Jay Briscoe got the pinfall, and he's your new champion. And it was very interesting afterwards. Kevin Steen tweeting. No, he was the better man, and I'm so pleased to t- let the belt go to him. Because he's been the company since day one. He's deserving of it. Until then, though, hashtag, on to the next chapter. So we can now confirm that Kevin Steen will be joining us now every week for the open book. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah. If Steen is going anywhere, that would be a surprise. But, yeah. Briscoe is your new champion. Yeah. Which.
6: Very, very. I guess we was
5: the scene coming, but I was surprised that it's happened.
6: As I said, uh, I really wasn't expecting this, but it is something different, and um, I'm kind of wondering if they're going to start to restart the feud between him and Mark uh, for the title, because I think they might do that down the line. Mm-hmm. But as of now, well, we know he's not. He's going to defend the title against uh, Adam Cole at the Border Wars pay-per-view next month.
5: Yeah. Yeah, do you want to bring some of that up? The uh, stuff that got revealed from the TV tapings?
6: Uh, just give me one quick second. I,
5: I... Certainly, one thing we can bring up is the fact. Okay. Right. Spoilers. This is stuff for TV tapings. If you care about the TV tapings. Firstly, Steen's been kicked out of scum. Got beaten down by everybody in the group. And Carino basically said the Steen will not be seen on Ring of Honor again. So, you know what that means? Final battle. <laughs> he always comes back at Final Battle, at least. The most worrying thing is, though, Elgin and Lethal's number one contendership, which they fought for, is now back on the line in a tag team match. I think it's... Is it? I think it's Hardy and Carino, isn't it? Taking on the tag team of Lethal and Lethal and Elgin. Yeah. And, uh... If... If Hardy wins, or Scum wins, Hardy gets the title shot instead. But if the the other one wins, pretty much Matt Hardy is gone from Ring of Honor. Yep. Somehow, I think the fans aren't going to get their wish. And I think Hardy's going to win. And Best in the World hostage crisis or whatever they're going to call it this time like last year is going to be the start of everything again it's going to try and pull the trigger once again mm-hmm. which I'm not entirely sure about but I think there's a couple of there's a couple of Noah matches isn't there or with matches with Noah talent should I say
6: uh, yes, it was revealed uh, today as of the taping. Um, they officially announced the Noah talent have their matches set for the Border Wars pay-per-view, as well as the TV taping. Uh, it just started with the Border Wars show. Uh, Eddie Edwards will take on Taiji Ishimori on the Border Wars show, also on that show. Davey Richards will take on Naomichi Marafuji, as well, so that might be very interesting to me.
5: Are the two guys a tag team
6: and Noah? Uh, no, they're both singles wrestlers.
5: Okay. I just I just thought they might have been, because they were um, taking on the American Wolves.
6: Well, um, both men have competed in tag teams before, but with different partners. Uh, they weren't a team together, but uh, Mara Fuji has teamed with Kenta before, and... They were, at a time, considered one of the best tag teams worldwide. Um, and as far as the TV tapings go for the next day, uh, which will be on the Sunday, May 5th, uh, Roderick Strong will take on Taiji Ishimori, and Michael Elgin will take on Marafuji. That one has me very intrigued right there. Um yeah, kind of a uh, shame that that match won't be on uh, on the pay-per-view. But uh, I guess people will get to watch it on their, I guess, televisions or computers, depending where you live.
5: Yeah, definitely. i trying to think. Another one of the storylines that they seem to be... I think Vader Scotts are getting involved again. Sadly not with Scarlet Bordeaux. Redhead fight! Um, God damn it, I'm still being distracted by that ass. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, I think that that seems to be going on, and also... I guess it's going to be interesting Cole Briscoe, certainly. Now. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. obviously Cole is being healed, So in essence... We're now going PWG. I guess so. Which probably means Adam Cole joins SCUM. Oh no! Wait, it's called the Shield, and it's up north. (laughs) Head. Um, but interesting things lying ahead for Ring of Honor, certainly, with what went down. Especially, I want more Scarlet Bordeaux stripping. Yeah, uh, that's a complete surprise. Well, speaking of Scarlet, she will be definitely at AAW's point of no return, which we will get to now with uh, picks. Uh, of course, the most important thing about AAW shows is the beers at the bar are only a dollar twenty-five. Damn it! Woot! Oh now I'm just pissed well no they'd be pissed as well at th- that price but anyway some of the talent that's listed but uh, not currently set for any sort of matches just yet Soraya Knight Christina Von Erie, Heidi Lovelace Miss Natural Heather Patera yes that is the daughter of um, Ken Made, Miss Chief Colt Cabana Yes, that's enough. Hulk Uh Yuntai Miller, Lewis Linden, Jimmy Jacobs, Eric Cannon, Silas Young with Val Malone, and the Irish Airborne, the tag team champs. And then we also have four matches, which we're going to do picks on. Uh, first up, the losing team must break up. It's Darren Corbin and Marion Fontaine taking on Keith Walker and Tweak Phoenix.
6: Hmm... Well, it seems like they wanna push the uh the stable that's going on, the top heel stable. Um I see Keith Walker and Tweak Phoenix winning. And the North Stash Express is gonna split up sadly. Yeah, I think
5: I think similar. I think Corbin's busy with Canon. Okay, Canon isn't it? well no, Canon is in on the on the cards, because obviously Corbin and Cannon are a team outside of AAW, aren't they? Trying to
6: think where in Shikara. Yeah.
5: Well, no, that in are are they paired up anywhere other than in Shikara?
6: Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay.
5: So I'm just wondering whether that could actually be the new tag team that Corbin stays in and sticks in. So. Yeah, I see that. I see Walker and Phoenix going over. Next up, the grudge match between Sammy Callahan and Shane Hollister Shane Hollister, sorry accompanied by Marcus Crane and Scarlett Bordeaux.
6: Hmm. Now, this match has been building up for quite a while. Uh, Check our Facebook page. Uh, I have posted the recent AAW news update video and there's been some, I guess, uh, hostility, uh, no pun intended, between Shane Hollister and uh, Scarlett. And at the last show, uh, which was the epic ninth anniversary show, uh, during the match between Shane Hollister and Jimmy Jacobs, uh, Scarlett was involved in the match. Uh, there was a point where um, Jimmy Jacobs almost hit Scarlett And, uh, Hollister hit a, uh, a reversal cradle, which resulted, ended, uh, Scarlett getting hurt in the match. And, uh, despite that, Hollister still got, still won the match. And after the show, um, Hollister was, uh, very upset and basically told Scarlett, hey, get my stuff, you know, get the car ready, do what I say. And, um... He was very. He was so ticked off. But uh, after that, he he still has a grudge between uh, Sam McCallahan, and, and I think uh, I think Collister's gonna win.
5: Um. Yeah, I think just. I'm kind of not sure about this one. Just for the heck of it, I'm going to say Callahan. Mainly because I want Scarlett to be my manager. Yeah. Um, Just in general. But I can somehow see Callahan getting the win thanks to possibly Scarlett costing it, perhaps by accident. But Shane will blame her. And it's going to get to a point either on that show or down the line because I think they've got a show a few weeks after. Yeah. <laughs> Where Scarlett's eventually going to leave Shane?
6: <clears throat> yeah, that could that could possibly be happening. But uh, just so you know, uh, you are aware that she's on Facebook. Oh God!
5: See, now I'm now I don't want to be a Corelli and try and stalk her.
6: <laughs> I'm just putting that out might there. Get to that point. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs>
5: I, I, I am waiting until the time is right, and then I'm just gonna yeah. You know, I'm not gonna be avidly following her tweets or whatever. I'll just be like, okay, there's something on my Facebook wall from her. As I trail through all the different things from everyone on my wall. But, uh, okay. Two more matches to pick on here for AEW. Uh, first up, the Heritage title on the line, ACH defending against Kylo Riley. Hate to say it, it's like a broken record, but ACH wins for me.
6: Yeah, ACH is going to retain because, well, he just got the title. and uh, I- I'm sure it's going to be a good match, but um, I-, I don't see him dropping the belt this soon.
5: And finally, the AEW heavyweight title. Elgin defending against the Davey Richards. Mm. As much as I fear that um, if Richards wins, he'll walk off with the belt and disappear. Um, I'm going to say Elgin wins. No, no, Richards, sorry. Eh? <laughs> that was a good mistake <laughs> I went for the other guy
6: I see Elgin retaining because if you remember Shane Hollister has said that he does want a shot at Elgin so I see that happening and I think at the next show they might set up something between Elgin and Hollister yeah
5: interesting setup there now Next, we come to Cz Dub, and uh, yeah, this is an interesting one. I think we'll first go through the non-title ones, or the the non-tournament ones, should I say? Yes, and uh, first up, the. I'll oh, go ahead.
6: I was about to say. By the way, this is the best of the best twelve show.
5: Yes, best of the best twelve. I lost track because only last week they just had the wrestle gone random show. <laughs> it's like next week they're gonna have another show, and then next week another show. <clears throat> next week, just randomly, yeah, another show. <laughs> so, firstly, it's an interesting one: the strong style battle of DJ Hyde taking on Michael Dante. Mm. somehow I'm thinking here Hyde wins
6: I'm going to go with Michael Dante because uh, they're building this uh, I guess feud and I think uh, this will continue so I see Dante winning
5: okay Uh, then we've got one actually relating to DJ Hyde as well The fans bring, I think it is anyway, fans bring the weapons with Ron Mathis taking on the boss's pick, so I'm wondering who that could be. Who's in the boss's good books?
6: (laughs) I'm assuming this is the feud between the, the campaign and the front. I so, I'm
5: trying to remember. Is Mathis campaign or front?
6: Uh, campaign. Okay,
5: who from the front seems like a obvious choice then?
6: I really don't know, but just to be in a safe side, I'm going to go with Ron Mathis.
5: Okay. Uh, yeah, just because I think the boss will get screwed, Mathis wins. And then labelled appropriately by DJ Hyde as the final encounter at least in um CCW Adam Cole versus Sammy Callahan nah. They're both even, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. So this is the rubber. Um just because I think he likes him more, I think he'll put Callahan over.
6: On call. Hmm. This is very tough to choose, but...
5: Yeah, that's... I was just like, I'm going to make up an excuse, but either one of them could do
6: it. I'm going to go with Adam Cole.
5: Okay. I can see it either way anyway. So, next up is, well, well, the rest of the stuff is Best of the Best Tournament. Which, is it, is it a fatal four-way at the end, or is it semi-finals and finals?
6: Uh, no, after the the opening round, it's got to be semi-finals and then the finals.
5: Okay. So, it depends how they pair them off as well, which is interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, first bracket... Sees Alex Cullan take on Shane Strickland, take on Rich Swan. Um, for me, yeah. um, I'm gonna say Swan. Although I'm not sure between him and Strickland.
6: Well, I'm gonna go with Shane Strickland here.
5: Yeah. Okay.
6: That's. Uh,
5: yeah. Second bracket has Caleb Connolly versus Biff Busick versus John Gresham. Mm. I think this is there's going to be some sort of scene interaction, there's going to be Caleb Connolly.
6: Uh, I'm going to go with Caleb as well
5: see Gresham I'm not sure about enough and obviously Biff Biff will never, never be the same until he becomes Francis again or Frank whatever you want to call him although if you call him Frank you are in trouble bracket three has got Shane Hollister apparently with nobody damn it you never know. Versus versus Alex Reynolds from PWS. Versus WXW's Tommy End. Who wasn't he in? Um, what was that tag team? Sumerian Death Squad. Yep. So this is this is kind of like National Pro Wrestling Day. It's <laughs> three different companies showing off. Honestly, here out of the three of them, I think Shane Hollister's had the momentum in CZW for a bit anyway. So I think Hollister wins there.
6: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Shane Hollister as well, and I do believe uh, Scarlett is gonna be on his corner.
5: Oh, is it on my pay-per-view?
6: It is. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Hang on, is the other one is the AAW show on night pay per view? No, no. Oh,
6: but you can buy. Only had two chances. But you can buy the DVD when it comes out.
5: Yep, definitely, certainly. You have to get the Ring of Honor one. <laughs> Just randomly go, Nigel, you lucky bastard! Uh, I keep bringing it to Scarlet Bordeaux. I think I found a new obsession. That's not good. That's <laughs> not healthy. Oh no, wait. I think I th- I think I've already got another one from shimmer. We'll get to that in a minute, kid. Uh bracket 4 AR Fox versus Chiva Kid versus Uha uh-huh Nation. Um oh my god. This is a t- uh, I don't want to pick this one because any one of the three could go on. I'm just thinking AR Fox Probably. I don't think he'll win outright. But I think AR Fox will win.
6: So you're picking Fox to win? Yeah,
5: I'm going to choose him. Okay.
6: Uh, I was not aware that Uha was going to be in this bracket regardless. I know he's going to be in the tournament, but I was just surprised he was going to be in this bracket. But I'm going with Chiva Kid.
5: Yeah, it's it's like I want to see any one of the three. To me, that's the strongest bracket out of a lot of them. Because I don't know how the how it's going to go with the Alex kalam
4: four loco
5: nation intoxication thing, if that's still going to be a thing. Uh, so semi-finals. From the picks that we gave, um, Swan versus Conley. I oh, honestly Swan going. O- I see Swan going over there. Hollister Fox, <laughs> probably Fox. And then I think Rich Swan actually might get the win because mm. I don't think AR Fox needs it because he's already TV champion.
6: Nice. True. Now, as far as I go, I picked uh, Strickland to take on Caleb Connolly. I say Strickland's going to the finals. And then in the next semifinals, I have Shane Oliver against Chiba Kid. Uh, oh boy, this is really tough. I'm going with Chiva Kid in the finals i have chiricate winning the whole tournament okay so and uh just as uh, we said uh this show will be an ip per view uh, of course you can check out our facebook page for more information uh rf video will be providing the stream uh-huh. and the show will start at 7:30 yeah, it won't be late. And the, this venue's got internet. Yes. And the iPay-per-view will cost you 15 bucks.
5: And interesting to note, CCW's next event, I made a joke about it being uh, the next week. Turns out it's in two weeks. They're doing a special GI G. Bill show, uh, which it's a charity event to... Uh, help, dis- you know, um, benefit disabled veterans, should I say, which is a n- nice thing for DJ Hyde and the guys to do. Mm-hmm. And then a few weeks after that is actually Proving Grounds, so quite busy. Mm-hmm. And of course, Proving Grounds is also seeing the, um, it's going to be another deadly double header with WSU, and WSU are doing the King and Queen of the Ring tournament. I think the the, the the reveal there on the people will probably leave till next week. Because we're already going a little bit long. I think. I'm just having a look at the numbers. Yeah, it's shorter than the last couple of uh, segments, but I've got to do all my spiel at the end, so it probably means it'll catch up. So, finally we've got to come to Shimmer.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: We don't know much about this because obviously Shimmer don't normally reveal their matches. No, they don't very much. But all we do know is Canadian ninjas are going to be there. Cheerleader Melissa, you're the new Shimmer champ, the new Shimmer champion. I'll say that three times fast. Aika Mada, Soraya Knight, Miss Chief Serena D, Batina, Madison's Eagle, Madison Eagle, sorry. Uh, Kana, Kelly Skater, Tamoka, Nakagawa, Mercedes Martinez, Rio O'Reilly, Vader Scott and Chaz McKenzie, Jessica Havoc, Jesse McKay, Yu Yamagata, Christina Von Erie, Maiden Sin, Taylor Maiden, Alison Kay, Ooh. Santana, <laughs> Santana, Melanie Cruz, Miss Natural, Evie, Kimberly, and Mia Yim for the only for the Saturday, no. April 13th and 14th, only for the Sunday show. Not the show on the uh, Saturday. But it's also worth noting that Regeneration X will be there as well. Lever Bates and Alice in Danger. And we actually we've got some pretty sad news. Was it yesterday or yesterday as of taping or today as of taping? I believe it was on the Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday. Which she's gonna see that Alison Danger will be departing Shimmer and I believe retiring prop from all wrestling as of the Shimmer tapings fifty four to fifty seven.
6: Now is there a reason that she's retiring?
5: Um I don't know if she's listed anything on her Twitter. I'll have a quick I'll have a quick look if I can bring it up in time, but I don't think there was anything. I think she just wants to uh I think she just wants to
6: depart i think mm-hmm. Well, this is a uh, very surprising news uh, coming out of nowhere um i I think she's left her mark as far as the question goes, you know, even though she has admitted to any of the big uh, two companies, you know, WWE or TNA. But, uh, you know, she has made her several appearances in the independent companies. Uh, I do remember her seeing her in the early days of Ring of Honor. Uh, I think she was a part of a uh, a comedy act, uh, I guess you could say. If you remember watching the early days of Ring of Honor, you know where I'm going with that. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's surprising news. And hopefully, you know, Give her nothing but
5: the best. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Um, just trying to get the uh, the Shimmer Twitter up and see if I can get Alison Danger's Twitter up. Some sort of weird, confusing way that I just say Twitter all the time. Well, not all the time. That is a little crazy. Uh just have a quick look. Hopefully I can get her. uh Alison Danger said uh This is de- this is a tweet that's definitely come out from her. Uh I'm overwhelmed by all the love that you're sending my way. Oh wow. <laughs> not only have we got breaking news, we've got breaking tweets.
6: <laughs> okay.
5: From six minutes ago as of recording. Uh, I'm so far behind all the kind tweets I've received that I might just have to say thank you in a mass tweet. I think I'm going to have to tweet Alison Danger as soon as we finish recording. Um, Vader apparently uh, had a chat with her. So many feelings about the upcoming Shimmer weekend. Alison Danger may have to retire extra early from accumulated hug trauma. Allison replied, "I will work on my hugging at the gym this week in an attempt to prepare for the hug H- hugpocalypse." <laughs> um, ring Ring bells. Who I think they're one of the uh, women's wrestling things over here in the UK. Allison replies, "Thank you, for guys, for being British and always bringing me sweets and mags and Doctor Who stuff and press." Uh, just having a quick look. Yeah, Shimmer revealed that she's gonna conclude her in ring career at Shimmer for 54 to 57. And she just said, I'm so, yeah, so very overwhelmed by all the love you're sending my way. Thank you so much. I hope to see you all this weekend. So I don't know whether there's any actual reason, but yeah, well deserving. Because she is one of the co-founders of Shimmer as well. Mm. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at the blog post, I'm actually getting stuff. Uh, much like Kuriha, where she's made the decision to hang up her boots as an active wrestler due to the years of physical wear and tear on the body, along with several nagging injuries. During her 13 years as a pro wrestler, she's travelled the world competing in rings throughout North America, Japan, Europe and Africa. Her first high-profile exposure was part of Ring of Honour was involved in the very first segment of the very first Ring of Honor event.
6: Yes, I remember And was
5: both a manager and a wrestler on the company.
6: Yes, I remember that.
5: Alongside women such as Lacey, Daisy Hayes, and Sarah Del Rey. Who? Oh, wait. Uh, Danger was one of the featured female talents on the roster during their several years. With the launch of Shimmer in late 05, uh, she played a vital role behind the scenes. During the time since, uh, well, during behind the scenes as well as in the ring, uh, during the time since she's participated in some of Shimmer's most intense rivalries, including mm-hmm. bouts against Rebecca Knox, a variety of special stip matches against Cindy Rogers, and several wild brawls with her main adversary, Portia Perez. Over the last two years, she's mainly focused on tag team competition with Regeneration ex-partner Lever Bates. And this weekend she'll compete for the final time inside the shimmer ring before assuming a larger backstage role within the promotion going forward so yes definitely wish her all the best this weekend probably from both myself Sandra and uh, Randy Mm
3: -hmm.
5: Um, and hope that everything goes well for you backstage as well Definitely, because you you deserve to be a success, damn it. Nobody gives you a job in TNA or WWE, but yeah, keep at it behind the scenes and help out that way. We'll all be happy in the end. We'll probably still be doing Daniel Bryan Yes Chance every time you appear. (laughs) Anyway. With that, uh, that is all, I think, for this week. That's everything covered. I don't, I don't, have we missed anything?
6: No, that's everything. I've covered everything.
5: So uh, next week, I don't know what we're going to do, review-wise. We'll probably review something. I'll
6: Obviously, you know. we've
5: got all this going on, and uh, we've got Shine, I think, that next week.
6: Oh my god is it next week. Shine is next week.
5: Oh man. Lever Bates in the Arkham Asylum. So
6: many shows. <laughs> and um
5: I don't I'm trying to work out when the next P W G shows. Until May. <laughs> I don't I don't think AIW's till the end of the month.
6: I think there's a show so, like on the twenty seventh, if I'm not mistaken.
5: Yeah, but that's, that's towards the end of the month. That means it's going to be a slightly lighter week next week. Oh, wait, no. It's bait. Bates. Lever Bates. Up there with... Uh, nearly up there with... Well, no, she is up there with Scarlet Bordeaux. <laughs> because, my God, the, the the promos that she's doing with the whole Batman stuff, I am leaving completely. <laughs> I don't normally fall into the hype of believing the promos, but She and Kimberly are doing such a good job at it. Oh my God, I can't wait to talk about that next week. (laughs) Speaking of next week, that is probably it for this week. Make sure you catch all the other shows here on the network. Tuesdays at 9 Eastern, you have Wrestling News Live with Trey, Bronx and JJ returning from the honeymoon trip with Harmony. Can't wait for the stories from both of you. Although hearing Bronx's story makes me kind of hope that your stories are still funny, but less weird than Bronx's. Well I can never think of Cookie Monster in the same way, that's all I'm saying.
6: Well, I I kinda have a I guess a quick story regarding that. Um I guess I should mention it now. Uh, I I was supposed to meet uh, JJ and Harmony on their last day here in New York, Uh, however, um, there was some, um, I guess, failure to communication as far as uh, cell phones, and basically what happened, uh, I couldn't find them, and uh, there was no chance of us meeting, so... You know, I was a bit disappointed, but uh, nobody was at fault. You know, Um, I was trying to look for them. Uh, I know they were going through Central Park, uh, they were going through uh, Rockefeller Center, and then they were going through Times Square. So I was pretty much running around the damn city looking for them, but I couldn't find them. But, uh,
5: you trying to say, you. are you trying to say you couldn't find them, so that's why you caused all the kerfuffle with the cookie monster?
6: I haven't heard it yet. But- <laughs> so whatever it is, it- I'm pretty sure it's going to be funny.
5: He denies it. Uh, the rebuttal next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, other shows on the network. Thursdays, you have Running the ropes with Krell and Mav at 4 Eastern. 10.30 Eastern after TNA Impact or Impact Wrestling or whatever they're calling it these days. TNA Jet Live with Bronx. Open books currently on hiatus. Should be coming back April the 26th. Possibly with Iron Man. I don't know. Have to see when we get there. Uh, Sunday Night Showdown, obviously. Next one coming up will be Extreme Rules in mid to late May, I think. Mm-hmm. Certainly over a month away, so don't worry about it just yet. But I will say, sounds like the SNS guys had fun. Obviously, due to the technical difficulties, it couldn't uh, it couldn't happen. But I, I, I hope the guys had fun hanging out. Certainly sounded like it. So. Uh, At least I'm pleased for that. Okay, we'll never get to hear it due to everything, but important thing is we were all there in chat. We experienced it together. It's a shame it didn't happen the next night. We've done, done. Oh, okay. I can only go. I can only do those two notes. I can't do any further. (laughs) Damn it! I limit myself to two notes an hour. It's like hyperventilation or something. Otherwise, then I have to keep looking at pictures of Scarlet Bordeaux and leave a 8. Oh, boy. That's I'm determined to see what the Jane Silent Bob cosplay is now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Podcast-wise, you've got Leap Force Podcast, the midweek edition with Chuck W, and the weekend edition with Walkie and Mindwipe. Uh, you've got the Hardway WrestleMania special, which I think was supposed to be up, but hasn't gone just yet, but check that out and see what it's like in hindsight uh, then we've also got I'm trying to think off the top of my head we've got beyond on the Bell Sean Beckerman as well and I, th- I think the only other one is us that's it I lose track of everything that happens here we need to have that liner probably we need to probably just insert that liner that says all the shows That's probably going to be easier. We might have to introduce that in over the next few weeks just to ease my ease my brain just for a bit. But with that, um, Sandra, any last things to say before we head off this week?
6: Well, you know what? Um, as far as the upcoming shows and future shows, don't be surprised if we start hearing that famous um, theme in the indies now. Don't be surprised. <laughs>
5: oh, God. Okay, See, for a minute, I was thinking the Olay one, but then oh, I realized. No, no, no.
6: The one that got famous on Monday.
5: <laughs> and the one that's heading up the UK iTunes charts on Wednesday.
6: Apparently so. <laughs> It could happen.
5: Well, well, apparently, apparently we've got enough problems with, uh, another song entering the chart considering the, yeah, I'll quickly do it here because I don't get a chance to do it on the open book this week. Apparently, Judy Garland singing Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead is possibly going to be in the charts as a tribute or a tribute in inverted commas to the death of Margaret Thatcher. Britain's first female Prime Minister because, let's just say, Margaret Thatcher is like Marmite. Some people respect her, other people are pleased that she's dead, (laughs) that's all I'm saying. I guess the equivalent is Justin Bieber. (laughs) Or One Direction, or any other pop band which has got a f- fucking trending thing on Twitter every day. Then again, trending on Twitter today was Fandango Revolution, so who cares? <laughs> so, yeah. With that, this was Ashley and Sandra, And all of that is your weekly slice of indie goodness. Song of a Night to kind of sum up this show and sum up this past week a little bit of Knowles Barclay and that man CeeLo Green and Danger Mouse as they prefer to be origin, now known I guess because I don't think Noel's Barclay exists with a little crazy so with that have a good night everyone
1: I remember when I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so telling about that place. Even your emotions had an echo in so much space. And when you're out there without.